Hello, everybody. What's shaking and baking? What's going on? Welcome to the G Money Hoop Show. This is me, G Money, with Jedi and Chef Dan. How's that? But how you guys doing, everybody? Salute, salute to you, G Money. Salute to you, uh, Jedi. I'm doing all right, man. It's um, it's a well-deserved break from basketball. I think we all need it right now, but at the same time. We're here to kick, uh, kick off the festivities with the uh, all-star break, but also, mm-hmm. you know, take a look forward to what's what's to come. Right, right, right. That'll be great. And also, we're going to talk about this week of hoops, about what happened during the league, and we're going to talk about the all-star game, talk about the rising stars, the slam dunk competition, the three-point contest, and et cetera. And with that, let's start off with Monday Jan- uh, February 14th, you got the Wizards beating the Pistons 103-94. Kyle Kuzma led uh, led the Wiz with 23 points. And what helped Washington in that game is that they shot 47% from the field. They killed the Pistons in the paint 48-32. And it helped the Wizards improve the 26-30 at the time. And then after that, you got the Nets snapping their 11-game slide versus the Kings in a walloping 109-85 victory over Sacramento. Seth Curry led scores with 23 points. You got OKC raining a thunderstorm in MSG against the Knicks, 127-123. Trey Mann was strong like a man with 30 points. Josh Giddy helped OKC with a 28-point triple-double. The Bulls beat the Spurs 120-109. DeMar DeRozan continues to astound. He went off in his former squad with a 40-burger, 40 points. The Blazers knocked off the Bucks 122-107. No Giannis in that game. But Anthony Simons was magnificent with 31 points. The Pelicans smashed the Raptors 120 to 90. CJ McCollum was big time with 23 points in that game. The Nuggets beat the Magic Predictable 121 to 111. The Joker gave you 26 points in that game. And to help Denver, which they are the number six seed in the West, you got the Jazz destroying the Rockets 135. To 101. Spider Mitchell was balling with 30 points in that game. And what helped Utah is that they hit 18 threes in that game, shot 45% from downtown, and I rebounded the Rockets 53 to 33 in that game. So huge win for the Utah Jazz. The Clippers knocked off the Warriors 119 to 104. Terrence Mann was balling with 25 points. And the Clippers was just scolding hot, shooting 57% from the field, 15 for 34 from long range. I rebound the Warriors by five and killed the Warriors in the paint 54 to 40. And now ends Monday night. If we go to Tuesday, you got the Hawks beating the Cavs 124 116. Ice Trey went crazy with 41 points. The Mavs beat the Heat 107 99. Luka Dadan gave us 21. 
gave them, I should say, 21. The Celtics body slammed the Sixers 135-87. to The Celtics hit a franchise record 25 threes in that game. They were they were and they were um, injected with that trade rumors that uh well we all know what happened. Games Harden is on his way. So you saw the 76ers got like in like it, um like a jolt of energy. Um G Money. You saw that that there. Um what do you what's your what's your thoughts on that there before we continue the, the rest of the, of that trade between Harden, Brooklyn Nets, Ben Simmons? I know you 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 I know we had a lot of back and forths, a lot of discussions. With Ben Simmons, you know, you I know how you feel about him. What's your thoughts of him going out to Brooklyn? I, I, I wanted think, to gather that. I wanted to gather that from you. I think it helped the Nets because you have another guy that can play make, a good defender, can get into transition. The Nets need another playmaker to help out Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because Kyrie is part time. So I think Ben Simmons will help Brooklyn with its athleticism, playmaking ability, and get them in the open court. And now you have Seth Curry who can help stretch the floor, and he fits in. He fits in very well coming through curls and pick and pops. So I think it help help them. And don't sleep on Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond will help the Nets with rebounding too and tipping. So I think that's a good move for the Nets. All right. So, so, what about 76ers? Do you think they benefit from James Harden now heading towards the you know Philadelphia and Paul Millsap? I think so. I think so okay. because with James Harden, Embiid need another ball handler that can also stretch the floor to take the pressure off him. So James Harden can help stretch the floor and can help penetrate to the rim. And James Harden's that go-to guy to take the pressure off Joel Embiid. And Paul Millsap is a good veteran experience to have. That can stretch, that can hit the three, can score in the block a little bit. Yes, he may not be the prime Millsap we saw with the Jazz or the Hawks, but I think Paul Millsap can help him with veteran experience, especially for the playoffs. So I think those are good moves for both teams. All right, all right. Dude, let me ask you another question before we continue going. With mm-hmm. Paul Millsap, do you think he'll be a buyout candidate for Philadelphia, or you think he'll stick around, staying with with the 76ers? I think I think they'll keep him. I think they'll keep him because here's why I think they'll keep him. Remember, they lost Andre Drummond though. They need a big though. So okay. if I were the Sixers, I'll keep Paul Millsap for the long run for the playoffs. Yeah, because it didn't make sense with Joel Embiid having a top MVP type type of system a game this year. He's not, and and Drummond wasn't going to get that much floor time. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I don't think they'll play a two two center uh, at the same time on the courts. But you could slide Millsap as your power forward with veteran, you know, maybe twenty five minutes tops. If, if he's, you know, due to the fact that he's a little elder, older, but he could come off the bench, and you gotta have a little bit of dominant with some some bodies mm-hmm. getting right. some rebounds. What's your thoughts on right. that? I agree. I agree because. I agree because I agree with that. Because if you're um, Philadelphia, letting go of Andre Drummond will be a big loss as you lose some rebounding and also his energy too. Paul Millsap will help the Sixers a little bit, stretching the floor, can get you some rebounds here and there, can score here and there in the paint. So I think that if I were Philadelphia, I would not let him go because who else is out there? And it's Freedom or AK Ennis Cantor, I guess. But if I were the Sixers, I'll keep Paul Millsap because he has veteran experience. He's been to the conference final before. So if I were Philadelphia, I'll keep Paul Millsap to have another big to take the pressure off and beat a little bit. All right, all right. And that was a good chef, Dan. I'm, what you got? I'm sorry. It's just uh, as a chef, one of the things we learned is mise en place. 
and that essentially means you know if you translate it from french to english things in their proper place if we're going to do this let's delve right into the standings and look at each team and what we think they're going to do moving forward these last 24 games i know they're about to take a break a lot of bodies are going to come back healthier so a lot of teams are going to come back with the boost so let's look right into at least the eastern conference let's look right. at number one the miami heat trade deadline's done right now they yep. have who they have what do you guys think? How how are they gonna uh, progress moving forward through these twenty five th last twenty four games? I think they'll be just fine. I think Miami's gonna be just fine. They're a great on ball defensive team. They're blood that bloodhounds on defense. They share the ball very well. You got Duncan Robinson starting to find his rhythm a little bit. Jimmy Butler didn't shoot great against Charlotte, but he hit some big shots and he's that go to guy. And Kyle Lowry, salute Stephen Fox by the way. Kyle Lowry is a great defender that can also pass the ball. So I think that it will help. The, I think Miami's going to finish the season just strong, though. And Bama the Bio is athletic, too. That can also pass, too. And can hit the mid-range shot here and there. So I think that Miami's going to be just fine to end the season. The regular season. Um, My thoughts about it is, as uh, good as Miami has been right now, I think they're slowly but surely going to start to fall off because there is something at the bottom of the east there that's building up that I feel is going to get in the swing of things right back. But, um, man, I don't see them maintaining the number one seed, Miami. I really don't because I think everyone is just getting healthier and going to come back stronger. We saw what the Chicago Bulls were able to do throughout the beginning of the season. Right. I don't think that was a fluke. I think those guys just got hurt. And so, I mean, yeah. looking right into it, let's go right into the Bulls. I think the Bulls are going to regain back that number one seed. And I Very think possible. they're going to lock it. I think they're going to lock it for the, uh, for the season. But uh, Kev, what about you, man? What do you think of the Miami Heat? And what do you think of the Bulls? I, I I can see where you where you have an argument of Miami coming down to earth a little bit more, but man, they're well coached. Mm -hmm. They fitting well. Um, Adebayo plays so well with Lowry and so forth. That veteran team they they have a mission, and I and right now they're standing. I, I can see them no worse finishing third at worst. I agree. I, I don't I don't see them finishing worse than third right now. And for Chicago, I'm actually surprised they're sitting number two with all the injuries. Um, you know, all the injuries to Ball and sometimes they don't get Vucevic. They don't have the full complement complement of rosters and he's still a number two seed. That's how much Deron DeRozan has been such an impact this season mm -hmm. on that team going forward. And and hell of a job Billy Donovan coaching that that team. Phenomenal, mm -hmm. phenomenal job right there. He solidified himself Top three candidate event of Coach of the Year, in my opinion. I agree. Um, he's doing a phenomenal job there. We could debate that later on in, uh, you know, in either this program or, or, or upcoming. We got a lot of basketball left to debate about the, about that anyway. But other than that, I'm looking at the 76ers. I think they're going. I personally, the top three. Before we, I'm going to stop there. I think the 76ers. I don't hold. I don't see them holding that number three spot, in my opinion. So, who do you think gets? Do you think Milwaukee, Lee Fox, Philly, or Cleveland? I, I'm looking at Cleveland, and and you know who I'm going to say? A surging only four and a half games out, or two and a half of, of the third spot is those Celtics. 
As much as I, I just, I hate Boston. I'm, I'm gonna be totally honest. I just, I despise the Red Sox. I despise the Bruins. I don't like the Patriots. You know, salute Mr. Johnny Davis in the building. What's going mm -hmm. on, my friend? Thank you guys for watching with us, and, and thank you for hit those likes and hit the subscribe for the Notorious G Money Hoop Show. We're here. Just he invited us. He's, we're we're being a guest on this program this this sun Saturday afternoon All Star Weekend. Um, and I think the Celtics, I think the Celtics, I, I, I hate to say it. I, I, it even makes me cringe saying it, <laughs> but, but I think the Celtics guys. Very possible. Boston had one nine in a row. They were sharing the ball, playing great defense. Don't forget, Boston was playing amazing defense, holding teams under a hundred points multiple times. They were this close winning 10 in a row, but they recently lost to the Pistons by a point because Jeremy Grant hit a fadeaway game winning shot. But the, the Celtics are playing well, and here's what's helping Boston now they're starting to figure out their fourth quarter issues. Now they're starting to figure out how to play together as a team. Jason Tatum's played phenomenal, Jalen Brown's had an all star type year on both sides of the ball. And, and here's the thing, too, they've not even here's the thing, they've had their own injury issues themselves. And I like how Emeka Yudoka is using the right lineups to help this team succeed. Al Horford's chipping in a little bit, stretching the floor, playing some good defense. And even Derek White, he's been a big uh, piece for the Celtics, bringing them some good experience, can stretch the floor, used to play with the Spurs under Greg Popovich. So I think that if the Celtics can just stay healthy, they're going to be a tough foul in the playoffs. I mean, I don't want to go too far, but you get my point. If they can just stay no, healthy, I got you. I they're, got you. they're gonna they're gonna make a run going into the right, right. Into but the but season. you could see, you could see. Go ahead, Chef Dan. It's funny, man. You guys are really discounting this team. I think they're gonna run, make a run to at least capture the two seed and lock it, and they're gonna knock Miami to your worst case scenario three seed, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm not knocking. I can see from Yeah, my thing is, I I really think that. Fit between Harden and uh, Harden and Embiid. I just really nice. think that they're gonna. They just, I just, I really think that that's gonna be a good fit. Me too. I, I think they're gonna make a run, some type of run to keep themselves competitive. That we gotta remember also down the stretch, some of these teams will be competing with themselves. We're gonna, they're just gonna be knocking each other down a peg or two at that point. So. We're going to see where these matchups line up and who puts who in order. But I really think that fit between Embiid and Harden is going to fit so well. And I think Bible is going to play mm -hmm. a key role in right. filling out some of those defensive roles. Right. I think Tobias Harris, if he dedicates himself, he can be that key role in filling out those those offensive roles and some of those defensive roles as well. Mm -hmm. But like that team, I, I don't know why the way they looked, it it, it feels constructed really well. They're and yet Tyus Maxi playing well too. Exactly. They're not too small, but they're not too big. They're at that right size. They're all, you know, have that, you know, that size on themselves to where they can, you know, dedicate themselves defensively. They're a well rounded team. I agree. You can make a case. I, I, I would love to agree with you guys. I'm going to be on an island on my own here because Harden, hamstring, soft tissue injuries, um, the report, you know, and I know this is all outside of the, the, the team, all that, what we could call hyperboles or whatever, whatever nonsense you want to not call it. He doesn't fly with the team. He doesn't travel with the team. He has his own private plane to fly alone. 
you know, the reports out of Brooklyn when he flew with the team, he, instead of going with Brooklyn, he'll go Vegas, go do whatever the hell he wanted, you know, and so forth. I, you know, he's a, a hell of a talent, but I don't think he's really interested in winning an NBA title here. I think he just wants to come to play with Daryl Morey and do whatever, you know, have fun, you know. Just like Tua Tarvasa said, girls just want to have fun and Harden just want to have fun, man. I mean, but see, this is the thing. I, if you're Harden a player and on each other, in my opinion. Yeah, I, here's my thing, though. In regards to what you said with uh, what um, James Harden was doing in Brooklyn. Are If you're a player on Brooklyn, are you committed seeing what Kyrie is doing right now? Good point. Well, that's a different. We could we could be here totally for hours arguing on this, though. What Kyrie is doing, I know it could be. Some people could say it could be selfish, but it sounds bad because you could throw a lot of arguments against my argument right now, and I got to put my tongue right in between my legs and just go shut up. But here's the thing. He's choosing, he doesn't want that vaccine in his body, you know, and I know this is a subject that will open up millions of doors and I just want to tippy toe around it. So please just allow me to tippy toe it. I don't want to get in delve in it because we could, you know, but he doesn't want to put that in his body and he's making a stand for that. He doesn't want to, he's not going to play. I understand there's a lot of men and women that lost their jobs, also lost their lives, that lost their jobs for not taking that vaccine, and they want to try to mend the rules. We could go hours on that and that. But he's taking a stand that he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. Now, you could say, you could throw it right in my face argument. He's being hypocritical. He was on a fundraisers, you know, when, when without the vaccines, without the mask, so forth. I understand that. But he's taking a stand that he don't want to take that vaccine. It's not he does not commit to basketball. He wants to play basketball. But he doesn't want to follow, you know, and I understand this could be almost similar in the same parallel universe. What Harden is doing, not traveling with the team. Oh, today I'm going to go to the strip club. Not giving that respect of all those 15 men, 17 men in the in the, in the camp, busting their rear end to play basketball. And you decide because you have, I know, I know. It could be both sides of the mouth. No, I, I, I don't. Look, look, I don't want to touch the vaccination subject because that's one thing, right? Yes, yes. That is a separate issue. But for no matter what we've given grief for James Harden, right? This year, he was there for every game possibly available until he didn't want to be there anymore, right? Not only that, but even while he was hurt, when he came to Brooklyn that first year, they would he was third in MVP voting. You remember he finished that year third in MVP yeah, he, voting, right? Yeah, he was invested. Okay. Now, before this vaccine became an issue, do you remember Kyrie Irving ever so often? Oh, I need a break from basketball. Yes, yes. He did that. He did that to go on a fundraiser. Yes. And he also did that, you know, saying he wasn't feeling well just to host a party for his babes. You know, yes, you yes, can, yes, yes. It's your yes. business doing what you want to do. But at the very least, if you at least keep it real with your teammates, hey, I'm actually going to go do this, that, and so forth. At least do that. Let them know where your priorities are. Right. So it just right. seems like I know we have. I know Kyrie Irving, he, he's. um, The vaccine is a whole separate issue. I don't want to talk about that. It just seems that every time he has a chance to not make basketball the priority, he takes that chance. 
That's the precedent he's laid out. SB Talk Sports, man. Salute to you. Salute, salute, salute. Um, yeah, you guys made some good points about Philly and other teams, but don't sleep on Cleveland. If Cleveland, Cleveland's been a surprise. Cleveland, I know it's. I know we don't want to go too far ahead, but do you guys think Cleveland can finish as a top four seed in the Eastern Conference? I think they're gonna fall. Mm. Salute, SB. Because and it, it's not to. Um, they're playing great, really, really great. It's just that a lot of their production kind of comes from Evan Mobley. Mm. And at some point, like every other rookie, the wall is going to hit. And the wall is like, he may be taking a rest right now during uh, the uh, All-Star break, and he may come back even stronger. We saw it when the Knicks played against the Cavaliers. He had a great game, but he was missing a lot of shots at the free throw line. A lot of easy bunnies. He he ended up missing down the stretch. The wall is going to hit, man. And when it does, I think they're going to fall drastically because a lot of these other teams around in the East, they're a lot more experienced. You have the Celtics, who I feel are just going to get better and better. And so I don't see them, you know, ending off in the fourth seed. Right, right, right. For me with Cleveland, um, me also depends on health because if they can, they just got to stay healthy. I mean, Karis Avert, he's fitting very well because he can create his own shot, but he's known to get hurt sometimes. Same three, Kevin Love. I know Kevin Love has been healthier this year, but he's known to get hurt. Cleveland set a surprise season to this point because they're great defensively. But my only issues with the Cavs is that they struggle to score sometimes. And also, they're not a great three-point shooter team. They had a phenomenal year to this point. But later in the season, when you play teams like Milwaukee, Brooklyn, team, Chicago teams who will get str- better, stronger, more mentally tougher, is Cleveland to keep this up? That's going to be hard to say. I do believe they'll make the playoffs, but as far as top four in the East, I'm 50-50 on that. I'm going to see 10 more games to see if they'll finish top four. With Cleveland? Um, Cleveland has everything there. One thing I love about Cleveland Cavaliers, my, my personal opinion, is the size. They're lengthy. They 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 really they have a lot of – they can create size advantage. Garland, key factor here. He's playing really well, uh, you know, this season. And, and just to see there, you know, they're going to be a team – Interesting down the stretch to keep an eye on the buyout market. See if anyone wants to hook on there and try to help them complete them complete their team. See what what in these last in these next ten games after the All Star break. Um, what is that? What is their, their where are they going to need? If they're going to need another shooting guard possibility, hybrid shooting guard three, or who's available candidates on the buyout market? If there's something that fits there, you know, you know, there's a lot of talks of, of you know. Uh, Gordon Dodrick out there, or, or you know, if he gets bought out, or can Baysmore if he gets bought out, you know, could it be something that could reach on his way to Cleveland, you know, for the remainder of the season? You know, a lot of a lot of interesting names there, and see what they'll do there, guys. Uh, yeah. Um, another team I've I've seen really just everyone has been quiet about so far, but they've been quietly over five hundred, really. The Toronto Raptors, where do you see these guys going? They have a lot of experience. They also have the young guy in Scotty Barnes who's been 
helping contribute. He's really been, he hasn't been a scoring punch for them, but more so just been a high activity guy who's been helping them out do everything. Rebounding, assisting, scoring, just being an all-around great teammate. What, what do you see, what do you see that team, guys? What, what do you see them currently doing? They have a shot making the playoffs. They have a great chance making the playoffs because here's the thing that helps the Raptors. I mean, but what about the what about the last twenty four games, man? The last few games, I think they'll be okay around that. On the last few games, I think Toronto will be 50 50. They've been a surprise myself. So if I had to guess where the Raptors will finish, if I can bring up their schedule the next few games. Let me see. Toronto schedule, let's see. Sorry, that's sorry. Sorry, another team. Why, 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 they face the Hornets, the Hawks, the Nets twice, Pistons, Magic, Cavaliers, Spurs, Suns, Nuggets, Lakers, Clippers. They have a little West Coast trip, and then they face in the top of the East mostly. Sheesh. Salute, SB. What's going on, man? Let's welcome to the program. How welcome are to you? the program, SB. What's going on? Salute, fellas. I'm at work right now doing the uh, fighting the Latin game right now. But what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going, what's going on? on we're, we're, what's going on? Nothing we're bad. just talking about the league, talking about what's going on in the league right now. So, what do you think about this? Is Chef Dan? This is Jedi. Salute, 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 salute. Nice meeting y'all, man. Awesome, nice. Awesome. Popped up in my live feed, and then I seen G Money Chow pitching. I got the damn laugh, so I had to click on him, man. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. It's great, it's great, it's great. So, what do you think about this season so far? Who's been your surprise team? Your disappointing team so far? Um, definitely my surprise team is my Chicago Bulls, and it's only reason I'm giving them credit is because it was so much. So many bad things talking about the Chicago Bulls that we was ranked like the 16th team, 15, 16th team. They said Atlanta was going to be better. They said uh, the right. Charlotte Hornets, the Celtics. They called DeMar DeRozan the worst signing of free agency. So I definitely got to give it to my Chicago Bulls. And it's not even me being a fan. just like all the narratives that came out about the Chicago Bulls and just to have the number one seat and mm -hmm. to still have the number one seat with the injuries that they've been dealing with. So I'm definitely going to go with my Bulls. Uh, mm -hmm. Most disappointing thing got to be the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah. Had high expectations. Russell Westbrook uh, is not living up to expectation. Uh, it just doesn't fit. The, the, that team doesn't fit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, I had a, my, you know, I, we were talking about. We we're Nick fans, by the way, just to give yeah. you a uh, weird. Mm -hmm. G Money, I, I would be surprised. Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm, I'm <laughs> He's a, a Phoenix fan, Suns fan. Get out of here. Yeah, he's the Suns too. We, we revoked his Knicks card. <laughs> Y'all gotta stay together around this point in time. It's looking bad for the Knicks right now. Y'all gotta no, it looks bad. Yeah, you know, and, and, and a lot of fans told you we were gonna be better than your Chicago Bulls. Yeah, and, well, and, 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 and no, no lie, there was a lot of Nick content creators fans said that they were better than. We were better than the Bulls. Yeah. I had a little bit of reserve. I said, you know what? They're going to be neck and neck. I thought they were going to play each other in the playoffs. Personally, I thought it was going to be four or five series, maybe, or, or you know, six and three, something crazy like that. Knicks Bulls rivalry, you know, especially in the beginning of the season with those at those games there. But let me say something: your Chicago, you know, Bulls. Billy Donovan showed the blueprint of the whole season on how to pretty much guard mm -hmm. Julius Randle, putting yep. Alonzo right. Ball on him. 
steal the ball, knock the ball away. I think totally, totally show the blueprint there. And you know, have a he's got I'm thinking he's top three coach of the year for he the Bulls. It's yeah, him, maybe Bakerstaff. It's yeah. him, maybe Bakerstaff for the Cavs. The Cavs have been my surprise. I did not have Cleveland yeah. in the top four seed in the East. And Cleveland's not been healthy neither. Remember, Market has missed some games. Love missed some games. Darling missed some games. Like Cleveland, Cleveland started up nine and ten, and then ever since then they started to find into the system. But don't forget, Rubio Torrance ACL against the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. What I love about the Cleveland Cavaliers is that they're a great hard-nosed defensive team. They share the ball very well. Getting Rondo was a big piece for them, and getting Karis LeVert too. So I think Cleveland, if they can just get healthy. They're gonna be a tough foul. What do you what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I honestly, like, yeah, that's that's one team that I would be honestly scared of. And what and I'm I'm actually glad that the Cavaliers are actually good because this year I actually believe that the East is better than the West this year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, by the, East, far. the East has like multiple. They have four solid picks that you could say make the finals. But the Cavs can actually make it. They got the size. They got the versatility where they can run True. a small ball lineup. They can run the versatility mm-hmm. of. With three seven footers on the floor, I, right. I, I don't know Alan Mobley, love, yeah, love, yeah. So they can run, they can run all type of yeah, lines, and they're great defensively. So right, yeah. And then when you look at the West, all you really got is the Warriors, the Suns, and Grizzlies. Yeah, like I think I'm missing the team, but I'm gonna say the Jazz. I don't believe the Jazz. I think yeah. I'm out. I think I'm missing the team. Yeah, oh, but the, Grizz, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, not the Jazz. Yeah, Phoenix, Golden State, and Memphis. I'm not a believer in Utah. Utah shoots a bunch of outside shots. I don't think it's gonna work in the playoffs. Dallas, I know the Mavs have played great defense, mm-hmm. especially Reggie Bullock, who's a bloodhound on defense. But other than Luka Doncic, I don't trust anyone in that team in the playoffs. I don't. Dinwiddie, he will help with his playmaking, but he's gonna stay healthy. That's my concern with Dinwiddie. I like the Mavericks because they're great on on ball defense and do can hit the three. But my mm-hmm. concern with Dallas is remember Tim Hardaway's out the rest of the season, potentially the rest yeah, of the year because he broke his foot. That's a big loss for them. I don't, I don't, I think at best the Mavs might beat the Jazz, but I don't see them beating the Suns or the Warriors or the yeah. Grizzlies because I just don't know if they have enough offense to help out Luka Doncic because in the playoffs, even though Luka can post up, can hit the mid-range shot, teams are going to be physical with him in the fourth quarter. That's why you saw yeah. him get tired at times. You, you disagree, Chef Dan? You think the Mavs can go far? It's, it's not that. It's just the way you describe this team, they play great defense. They have some guys that can catch and shoot, and then they have Luka Doncic. That sounds like a well-constructed team that just has to get it together. Like, I think if they, I think if they fall in line, like if they get the right opponent in the playoffs and they make a run, that defense that they believe in, that effect that it it happens, that, that contagiousness of wanting to play hard and be a defensive stalwart. It after that, you just kind of leave it down to okay, if it's a close game, who do you believe in can make a really miracle shot to win the game? Your star or Luka Doncic? Nine times out of ten, man, I'm gonna give the ball to Luka and say make magic. He it, makes magic. I mean, Luka's a beast. I love Luka Doncic. I'm just saying, also depends on the team. Because what is the teams? It also depends on the team they face, though. Because let's say they play the Warriors, right? You have Kaminga. I don't know. Warriors in five. I say Warriors in six. That might go six. I'll get the Mavericks two games, though. 
if they play the Suns, you have Bridges, Crowder. Oh, they're there. Oh, they're there with your Suns. You're talking about now. You got, got, I'm not saying they're world beaters. Reggie Bullock is a good perimeter defender. Spencer Dinwoody, who just got there, he's got to get acclimated to give you guys fits. You don't, you don't have a scouting report on That's how the true. Mavericks look with a Spencer Dinwoody team. I'm not saying he's a world beater either. Not good, but he's the elements of surprise of not having a scouting report in the playoff in the seven game series with a Luka yep. Doncic, Spencer Dinwoody. Uh, also, a, a kid who's playing for a contract, you know what it is. When guys want to get paid, get that bag, they go above and beyond their play mm-hmm. in, 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 in Jalen Brunson. You know, he could take over a series. So that's yes, another, yeah, that's a guy that I completely forgot about is another shot maker, shot creator. You can hit the mid-range Taking shot. That. No, but more so than that, he's getting assists just like Luka. He's a point mm-hmm. guard. He's a point guard. Luca's a point forward. So you have two head of the snake right there. Then you have Reggie. Will- I- I'm sorry. You're telling me that that team has no hope, but just like the way you describe them to me, in theory, that sounds like a well constructed team. At worst, your worst physical, uh, your worst defender liability wise is Jalen Brunson because of his height. But I watched that kid play defense. As long as he plays physical defense, which is a lot of the time in the playoffs, it's they mm-hmm. let it go by. Mm-hmm. That team sounds like a hard out. But the problem with the Mavericks is they live by the Luka and they die by the Luka. And Luka yeah. run out of gas a lot because he's, he's done so much. And I teams will like, double I'm him in the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to take the ball up. Out his hands, or they don't let Luca just run out of gas. That's how Clippers beat them consistently every time. Mm-hmm. They just run out of gas. I mean, what do you think? I, yeah. I, get, I agree with. And Tim Hardaway was in big shots at the time. You don't have Tim Hardaway anymore. And that, that's I understand that. Yeah. Look, I understand you have that. But you yeah, have but Spencer how is he going to look in the playoffs? Wait, that's the thing. Wait, you have Spencer Dinwiddie now. You have a Reggie Bullock who's playing better defense than a Tim Hardaway and could hit True. the same timely shots that Tim Hardaway can. You have another floor spacer in Davis Bertans. And not only that, yes. this is like looking at that series between the Clippers last year, what the Mavericks showed us between the Clippers last year and what they're showing us this year. Is that the same Jalen Brunson you're getting from last year? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's I, a good point. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could trust Spencer Dinwiddie and Reggie Bullock to hit the same shots like him. Same three Bertans. Bertans is not you know, that good in I don't the playoffs. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't say, look, look, okay, if you want to say um, Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie, salute they're not nice. going to hit those shots. Pudge Nice, salute to you, man. I can agree with that. Reggie Bullock, though, after getting comfortable with that team, that's a whole separate issue. Another thing, well. too, is if you put Jalen Brunson out there, you know you can't leave him alone. You can't leave Reggie if you can't leave Reggie alone, and you can't leave Bullock, and you can't leave uh, Jalen alone. You kind of you're kind of leaving yourself on the island with Luka Doncic at the end of the game. Right, right. But I've I, I, how how some teams have beat him on well on the team we seen against was the Clippers. They let, honestly let Luka do his thing and just cancel out everybody else, and that shows wish, that's enough to beat. Wish him. they did. They wish they did. The Mavericks were this close to running gas. If you go to seven, six, seven games, now if Luka, if the Mavericks could win in five games, maybe a speak <laughs> yeah. of six, then he could probably get it off. But if you go like six, late six, seven, he's right. he gonna run out of gas. But another team we need to talk about the Denver Nuggets. 
I heard Jamal Murray and Michael Porter may come back. How far do you see Denver going in the playoffs? I mean, not not excuse me. How far do you think they'll finish the end of the regular season? I should say, excuse me. Denver. I don't, I don't, I don't expect Jamal Murray to have a big of an impact this year coming back coming out ACL. I think we're gonna see the real Jamal Murray next year. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest hit for Denver. Shout out to uh, Jokic, one of the best, one of the most skilled centers in the league. He's a great mm-hmm. player, but he he showed that he can't get it done. And then Jamal Murray by himself, he needs that help. Michael Porter Jr. was a big loss for them too. So right. I think Denver's gonna Denver's gonna make their impact next year when Jamal Murray right. comes back, and that's when they're gonna be a problem. But right, right, right. First, second, I mean, first, second round. That's it. You, think, you right. think they get out of the first? I think they might get upset. In it the depends first. on who they play. Depends on who it they depends play. on yeah, the matchups. It depends on matchups. Depends on matchups. Match-up. Right, Even right. if a team has an injury, a team might still be deep enough to survive. But yeah, well, if you're Denver, if you had to, I would try to get the fifth seed out of Denver. I want to play Utah. I understand yeah, Denver. I think, I think it could beat Utah. I know they're zero and four against Utah, but that's regular season. But I'd rather play Utah than Memphis. Memphis is athletic, though. They might yeah. they're athletic, though. You don't want to play the, the Grizzlies if you're the Nuggets. I don't think they'll beat the Warriors or the Suns. I know they recently beat Golden State at the buzzer with Monte Morris. But my concern with Denver is they're an athletic team, and they're a pretty good defensive team. But I don't know if I can trust this team on the road. Are they going to win in Golden State? Are they going to win in Phoenix, though? I don't see it though. And again, Jokic can post up down low. He's a great, but he can post salute 19 comment. He can post, he can shoot. Salute Stephen Foss. But my concern with the Nuggets is health and also Mike Malone's adjustment. Sometimes Mike Malone, his rotations are kind of questionable to me. So to me, I just don't see the Nuggets going far this year. But next year, when they get Michael Porter and Jamal Murray back with Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, they're going to be a tough out. But this year, I just don't think they're ready to take that next step yet. Hey, I got a question, though, because I, I feel like this guy is – and, I, and I, I question his rotation, too, but I don't I don't fault him as much because of his, his best – like one of his, his second best players out. I think this guy named uh, Dame Lillard, who's in Portland, I believe he's a perfect fit. For the Denver Nuggets, and I know oh, yeah. they're showing that they're rebuilding, and you know you're this close to winning. Don't get me wrong, the Nuggets are healthy; they're this close to being a championship team. Do you pull the Do you pull the trigger and go get Dame? Why it seems like he's kind of available, and go for the championship with Dame and Joker? Because I think he's a perfect hand and glove fit for the Denver Nuggets. In a perfect world, it will fit if they weren't, if, but not in the market that they're in. Mm-hmm. But what would they trade to get Dame, Jamal Murray, or Michael Porter? And maybe a few players in the pick. What would they trade important? That's the thing. Right. Right. I, I who knows what the package will be around and what, what does Portland want in return mm-hmm. from from De- from Denver? You know, I don't think Denver Denver's gonna be a really good team. They're not gonna have really a good draft pick, in my opinion. They'll have a high draft pick. Chef Dan, go ahead. I you know I agree that, you know, in theory that trade makes sense. But to me, I think Jamal Murray is just a better fit for that team because he plays so, so much better perimeter defense than Dame Lillard does. So if you have, like, it, it's going to, as good as it would look offensively, defensively, that's where they'd be missing some things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. where, like, you know, and, and not only that, man, I... I don't know, man. Jamal Murray just seems like a perfect fit for Denver. Like, that culture that they're trying to instill, like, 
it just it, it the trade in like you know it would be something where like in your dreams you think it makes sense but in reality you do it and then you're like oh my gosh this was nothing like what i hoped for i mean that's like how i look at it as like how demar DeRozan and they traded for Kawhi. Like you would think, like man, Demar Derozan is so Toronto. Everything about him is Toronto. But sometimes you got to make that move to adjust and put that star power in position. And I, I believe that he. Don't get me wrong, Jamal Murray is capable to get him over the hump. But I just think if they had Dame Lillard, it's I won't say automatic guarantee, but it's like an eighty percent chance they probably could get out the West. True, mm. but also depends also on. The, I agree with you, SP, on that part. But also depends on the on the pieces they add around them. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. That matters too. Yes. I mean, but see, it's kind of like what I'd say I'd, I'd remind it to is what the Celtics are trying to slowly but surely figure out is that uh, they thought they had here's the crazy part, right? They thought they had the recipe when they traded for Kyrie. It's like, all right, these guys, they were younger and they were able to make it into the playoffs and then Kyrie gets hurt. They make that great push. So if only they had Kyrie back things will you know get better they get Kyrie back and it doesn't work out the second time so now it's like uh let's do a wash we still need a small dynamic guard to go with these guys because they still have that image of that first year and everything clicking so they go for Kemba Walker and the Kemba move it kind of but then it sort of doesn't give the results that they want so now it's like uh they get away from it and they just leave these two and it's like what is how can we figure it out and at first, those two go off on their rough patches, but then they realize, like, man, that's what the playoff run was about at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It was about these two guys and us just putting the pieces around them to make it work. It didn't. Right. They didn't need a small dynamic guard. They needed just each other. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, right. Boston has turned things around a little bit at the end. They won nine or last time. They had won nine in a row until Detroit beat them with Jeremy Grant's crazy shot. But my the Celtics, what they need, they need a rim protector. They need a rim protector if I were Boston. And maybe bench point guard too. And a point guard. I mean, Derek White. They need everything, help. honestly. Joe, they have the they have the forwards, but I think if they can get a another point guard to help out Derek White and maybe a rim protector. Boston's gonna be a tough and maybe fix their bench a little bit. Boston will be a tough out. I think Boston. I think they have I think they have their rim protector Robert mm-hmm. Williams. They need I a agree. bench. They, they just need, a, need bench. a bench. They need a bench. They need a bench and they also they they me personally I think they need a shooting guard. You know what you know really who they really need right now? It's Evan Fournier. So that'll help. Yeah. They had that'll him help. though. Yeah, I know. That's what they're missing. They're missing him. That's why they signed for Derek. That's why they traded for Derek White. Yeah, that was that was a nice. That's what Derek. That's a good pickup. That was like Derek White plays better defense than Fournier, but essentially he plays the same role as Fournier. True. And I think another problem is too, because I think G Money brought it up about like the the Kyrie Irving Celtics. And I don't know if you've seen uh, Jason Tatum talk about why that team didn't work on JJ Riddick podcast. He he admitted that the problem with the team was that him and Jalen Brown didn't want to. Once they made that first push and seeing how good they was, they didn't want to play the role. Like he said, I wanted to be the number two guy. So he said, like he looked back on he looked back on what he did and he said he wished he could have did it differently and just looked, just paid attention to the goal. But, you know, you t- he, they were 20, 19, 20 years old. You want to establish yourself so you get paid in the league. So it was like 
the problem with that team was that they was uh pretty much chemistry. The young yeah, chemistry, lack of depth, yeah. Yep. Because if they honestly, if, if Tatum and Jalen Brown would have bought in, they would they could have won. He brought up the fact that that was the year that the Warriors was uh injured out. So that was a perfect, 2019. That was perfect, yeah, that was the perfect time to win the championship. Probably. Uh, uh, yeah, there, there is, and he is, you know, he is respectful to Kyrie, but the other thing I want to say to that is I don't think Kyrie is the best locker room leader for them to even I take direction that. from. That's a good him. point. That's a good so point. So as much as, you know, I think as much as they got in their own way, I don't think Kyrie helped, especially when he made that public announcement. Oh, I made a phone yeah. call to LeBron and I apologized to him because I realized how tough it is and what he was doing for me and things to that. Mm-hmm. It, like you you made the situation absolutely worse by doing that. Yeah. And as a leader, you got to know not to do that. So yeah. as much as they take fault, I know they're not going to let, they're not going to make a, they're not going to put any blame at Kyrie because they love and respect Kyrie, but Kyrie, he has some fault in that. Cause, as well. Ky- Cause Kyrie looked in the mirror and see himself when he looked at Tatum and Jalen Brown trying to take over the spot instead of just worrying about the main goal. And with Kyrie, like with, with Kyrie, it shows that he wasn't a good leader enough because he couldn't rally them to just realize the goal. Like, at least LeBron made Kyrie realize, look, let's just get the job done with the goal. So Kyrie was right. still locked in enough to play, and they got the championship. They got it done. So. Right, right. And speaking of Kyrie Irving, I want to ask you, SP, what do you, think, what do you think about Brooklyn trading for Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, and Ben Simmons and trading with James Harden? What do you think about that trade? I honestly, I, I, I keep telling this to everybody. The Brooklyn has won that trade. Because everybody gets too mm-hmm. caught up in the fact of oh they got the better player in James Harden like seventy six er success is only dependent on how good him and Embiid and Harden play together. If they don't play together, it don't work. And like yeah. with the seventy sixers, they are not looking to make a play. I'll make a. They're trying to win a championship, make oh, yeah. the finals. So for them to make to the finals, at least eighty. This, this has to work at least eighty percent well. I eighty percent. It's like if you just make a trade like that, if it's like sixty percent and you work into it, then yeah, that'll be H- fine. Hang on, everybody. But, but yeah, sixty percent okay. it like it, it it will work. But since you're going for a championship, this the end all be all with this lineup with the 76ers, This this duo has to work together and has to jail quickly for them to make it to the final. So I picked the Nets because you they pretty much filled every hole they needed. They got a, another ball handler, so Kyrie Irving has to play point guard. A versatile defender, so Kevin Durant will have to guard the Giannis's, the big guys, all this. So he just worry about scoring. You got a, a, a big who can rebound more, Andre Drummond. Then you add another shoot on the perimeter, so now you can do different lineups where you can put Patty Mills, uh, Seth Curry, and, and let Ben Simmons play the four to five and run offense and run a death lineup. So I, I'm taking the Nets because they went more versatile to me. And and not only, my fault. Go ahead. No, 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 great. I said, if I think they play, if I think if seventy if fully healthy and if Kyrie can play all the games, if they play, if they play each other in the playoffs, I'm taking the net. Yeah. yeah, and not only that, it's a it's a move for the future as well. Yep. And let me let me really get out to it. At the end of the year, James Harden is due for two hundred and sixty nine dollars supermax. Sorry, two hundred sixty nine million. Excuse me, supermax. Daryl, you and I know, and you know, Daryl Morey is going to give him that. Yes. Now, what does that do? It makes the 76ers weaker. Their window went from being open to a quarter of an inch to close. They got to win. So my point is, they weak. They they're gonna be in trouble because they because they gotta sign them for a lot of money. 
33 year old guy who's de who's decreasing his you know he's not going to play up to par and and well mm -hmm. it also helps everyone else in the east you know get better also brooklyn ended up getting two first round picks back mm -hmm. also so you're taking picks away from a team that's getting older who's going to be tied up in a lot of supermax money and and 76 has got to win if not they're in trouble so it helps us benefit as a nick fan as you saw i believe you're a chicago bull fan mm -hmm. correct and, and it helps us as the eastern conference it weakens so brooklyn won and the eastern conference if you ask me won. it might they we might they might have the short term um a chance to win in the win the nba title go to the finals maybe maybe not maybe. i don't see it but long term it benefits all of us yep Jeff. Let me ask you, um, do you think Ben Simmons stays in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think he's gonna stay in Brooklyn for a while. You see him with he already the first thing he bought is a Brooklyn bomber, a Brooklyn bomber jacket. Yeah, he's he's staying in Brooklyn. So right. Yeah, so and then it's like, don't get me wrong, like you 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 a Knicks fan. I don't know if you're a Knicks fan too. Y'all know that the, no matter what the Nets do, they're gonna be secondary to the Knicks. So now right. he's, in, he's in a situation where if he was in the garden, I'd be worried about him because the garden fans are worse than Philly fans. But he with the Nets, so he can play his game, and the, the Nets fans ain't gonna heckle him as bad. So that's why I think right. he's in a good situation. Right. He's right, on the right. Knicks. That'd have been a different story because you ain't you ain't coming in the garden breaking up shots and free throws, and you ain't gonna survive. You see, they booed Julius Randle. They don't care. Mm -hmm. I think Ben, chill. That's why personally for me, I didn't. I think Ben will fit nice more in Brooklyn because he's going to be like the number one or two option in New York. It probably be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So with Brooklyn, he'll probably be like what the number what three option, four option. Yep. Because you have Katie, Kyrie, Seth Curry slash Ben Simmons, and then you get Andre Drummond. I think the Nets also won the trade too because now you get rebounding. Get the problem with rebounding. You get a rim protector, Drummond. You get a dude, you get guys who've been to the playoffs before, and Seth Curry can help with curls, pick and pops, and three. So I think it can help him there. And if you get Kevin Durant back healthy, because remember he has an MCL, so if he comes back healthy, you get a you get a go-to guy that, that can also play make when he wants to, Kevin Durant. And Kyrie can play make when he wants to. So I think it's a good trade for Brooklyn. But what do you but for but Philly before, getting before you before you jump into another team shit, um, um G Money, real quick, real quick. You also okay. a next factor. And we saw we just because he he torched us in the third in the fourth quarter. That young rookie, Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Yeah, yeah, he's nice. He's nice. Mm -hmm. And not only that, he's an offensive bucket coming out mm -hmm. of Louis, uh, LSU. They knew about his defense is eh, you know we knew that the defense wasn't there. Um, high talent offensive go get a bucket. Mm -hmm. Now when you have guys to spread the floor, who you cannot command a double team. You know you might want to throw another team at Durant or Rurin, then you. Cam Thomas is going to benefit from that. Or even with oh, yeah. a six foot ten point guard who could get you the ball in Ben Simmons, mm -hmm. you know, he has a height, could get that kid in some right spot shoot up. Or you got Curry on the other end. So pick your poison. I think Brooklyn Nets just got a lot of weapons to, to attack and, and mm -hmm. they'd be lethal going down the stretch. I think the weakest right. point for the Nets is just coaching, honestly. It, it was, Nash. That's it. That's it. Just Nash. That's it. I think every, they got everything they need to win. They healthy. They like that. Sure. No that and know that Tony as assistant coach there to help them get in his ear. Although Steve Clifford is there, but I don't know, you know, how much of a his first year there. I don't know how much of a. I think he would listen more to a Van Tony because he coached. He used to be his head coach mm -hmm. than mm -hmm. Clifford, who just got there. You know, you don't when you're new, you don't dare to open the refrigerator to grab a, a drink. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. You know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I think. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Be a question, um, G Money. Go ahead, go ahead. You're in Chicago. 
I'm, I'm curious. What's your thoughts? How do you guys view Julius Randle? Um, I, I, Randall, like I was telling the G Money, no, I, because I, I go on a couple of next podcasts too. I just love the sports, so I go anybody channel, not just because I'm a Bulls fan. Um, I felt like Randall, y'all succeeded a lot last year. He was a great player, but y'all should have traded him while his value was high. I seen the writing on the wall, like you, you his value was super high, like coming off that most improved. He brought the Knicks back to the playoffs, which you can respect. And usually with Tibbs teams, you catch somebody by surprise, but then when you start figuring it out, or when Tibbs gets stuck into his ways, he's not going to change. Like, how you not playing Cam Reddish? You traded him for a first round pick. You got to play. You have to play him. So, with my thoughts on Randall, he played great. He's an all star caliber player, but y'all should have traded him that offseason. Now you paid you paid a a B a B B B plus player, maybe when he's hot, a A A A type player money. And he's not gonna be four year hundred seventy million dollar deal. If you bring somebody else that needs the ball in his hands, he's not gonna be as effective because he was effective last year because he had the ball in his hand ninety percent of the time. Anybody Mm -hmm. in the league gonna put up numbers like that. And another question regarding um how much more writing on the wall do you think that you've seen it already? You've seen the movie, you've seen the film. How much longer do you think Tom Thibodeau, um, shelf life in New York? Um, honestly, and I love Tibbs because Tibbs is my guy, he did a great job in Chicago. I think, I think Tibbs might be gone probably this off, off season unless they just unless the Knicks go all in and get some vets because Tibbs not gonna play young guys. And y'all got a lot of talented young guys on the team, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so. right, right. Either this year or end of this summer or next, unless they're gonna get one more year. So like, all right, maybe mm-hmm. one more if that match. Probably. Do you seen Derrick Rose? Were you are you surprised the way he changed his game here? No, seeing him from from very jump start in Chicago, seeing mm-hmm. him what he is now and the way he has revitalized his career in New York. Yeah, I'm surprised. Or you knew that kid has always been that hard worker. So so G Money knowed me, and I'm, I'm gonna be a little biased. He knows Derrick Rose. Everybody knows Derrick Rose is my favorite player. So, period. That's my all-time favorite player. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm happy that he bounced back. I knew he always had the skill. The problem was he got to stop eating them Skittles and stop eating all that bad stuff. So, he started taking care of himself and he's shown that he's uh, improved. He's from Chicago. He's a killer. So, I definitely love it. And then also, another problem, me from being Chicago, I know why. That's why AD's getting hurt because we be out here hooping on concrete. We don't care what we hoop on and it's it going to take a toll on you in the long run. But I know, like, kids, Chicago, we just love the game of basketball. So, we're going to hoop any and anywhere. We're hooping mud if we have to. So right. I'm actually happy, and I'm not surprised that Derrick Rose uh, playing is good because his game never went nowhere. It's just he has to be available, right? And, right. and of course, we love Derrick Rose here. We even mm-hmm. got a guy that comes in and hijacks our program. From the start, now you can see on Twenty Three. I love Derrick Rose. <laughs> so do all of us. So do all of us. Hey, all where, where, I, I, need, I need that. I need that. I need that for my channel. I need that. Where, where I, 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 <laughs> if you put one in the chat, I'll leave your mind for and I'll send it to you. Definitely. Okay, I man. I need, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need that. Yeah, that's crazy. But we're not talking about this team. The defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. How good do you think the Milwaukee Bucks would do at the end of the season? To me, Milwaukee, they overachieved last year. They, they won the championship. This year, they have been a little bit inconsistent. You know, the fifth seed had some injuries with Brooke Lopez. Giannis, he's had an MVP-type season. Drew Holiday, he's been all right, but he's been hobbled here and there. Same thing with Chris Middleton. 
how good do you think the Bucks will be at the end of the season for you guys? Do you think the Bucks repeat, or you think they lose the championship? I'm, I'm gonna say this: I, I, I don't think they overachieved last year. The only thing that came on short is KD. You know, at the points in my head, KD has the best player in the league. But Giannis has shown me this year. It's, it's not been a point of time this year I've seen Giannis on the court. I didn't say that's the best player in the NBA. So to me, this year I, I think they can honestly repeat, legitly, legitly repeat. Uh, the team is good. They're dangerous. They come. They coming back with that confidence, and they got honestly, they got the best player in the league. Like Giannis shoot jumpers now confidently. That is scary. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Bucs can honestly repeat. Honestly, I don't think they overachieve. So yeah, that's me. Is is the possibility for a repeat there? Yes, if they run into the right opponents. I think if they run into the right opponents, they could repeat. But um. I, I don't know. I was watching a lot of uh, sports documentaries, and I'm seeing how hard it is for teams to repeat. So I wouldn't say that, you know, it's a high percentage chance for them to repeat. Right. But Giannis, man, like you said, SB, I, there's not been a moment this season where I'm I'm watching him play on the court. I, I, watch, I get the highlights or I'm watching the game live, and you see him. It, it's not even that he's added the threat of the three-pointer now. It's just everything else about him, he's mm-hmm. so confident in. And if mid-range, he's confident in his mid-range. Shot. Like mm-hmm. it's the, that's the mid-range that, that the mid-range shot is what broke the wall for him. So he's confident in the mid-range. We've been knew he could get to the rim. Yeah. He's now finding create more creative ways to get to the rim with his length instead of just getting there with power. Because he's creatively doing these up and unders using the rim to help block off his defenders the way they do for him. He's kind of getting to the rim and doing moves like a guard does, flipping it up in there. Like and then now he's taking the threes when he wants. It's not some four shot. He, if he's running in transition, I'm comfortable. I'm going to let it off. And the, the form looks so butter right now. It's crazy. Two-time MVP. Defensive player of the year. Like, he, he hit an accolade that only Jordan hit, bro. It, this, and then your finals MVP. Best player in the league right now. No one can take that from him. You gotta unmute yourself. I was saying I agree with you. I'm trying to hear uh, this game in the yeah, 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 but easily, yeah. I wanted to hear you so I can hear. Yeah, but he's just the best player in the league. But um, man, the Bucks. I see them making it to Eastern Conference Finals, and then from there, whoever they face, it'll be a tough round. But I think they'll fall there in the Eastern Conference Finals. I know, like, there's um. The only reason why, and, and look, their their role players are playing out of their minds right now. Like Bobby Portis, he's hitting near all star numbers right now in his efficiencies. I think that's gonna tail off. I think at some point that's gonna tail off, and they've been getting hit with injuries consistently. And for some odd reason, even though they found certain things to work. They haven't stuck with it because they feel like there's a flaw in it somewhere. So I think they're going to fall apart at some point. Like that signing with DeMarcus Cousins worked earlier in the season. I don't know why they didn't keep him. They just said it wouldn't work out. They went to someone else. 
I, I don't remember who they went to. I don't think that's working out so far because I haven't heard any buzz about that. I think they missed Brook Lopez sorely. They got Serge Ibaka in the trading deadline to beast them up there. Um, you know, stretch yeah. five will help Giannis. I still, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, he just got there, so we'll see there. I think that really helped them. Personally, I think that winning the title for the Bucks actually elevated everyone's game for some reason. They got better, my opinion. You see what happened after the Warriors won one. They won 73 and nine the next year. So winning that having that bravado of winning the championship, you you come in, you come in the season different. Especially when you're a young player and you achieve something. What they say, the, the best time to achieve is when you're young because you don't know any better. So you just mm -hmm. think everything is you, you kind of just keep it going. You mm -hmm. for me with Milwaukee, we all know they're athletic, they're a good three-point shooter team. They like to get into transition. My only thing with the Bucks I'm worried about is consistency. Sometimes it can be streaky sometimes, and it's health. They're going to need Brooklyn. I know getting Sergi Baca was big because of his rim protection and he can stretch the floor, but I think they're going to leave Brook Lopez in the playoffs because he can help protect the rim, get you some offensive rebounds, and he can stretch the floor too. So my concern is injuries with the Bucks because don't forget, Giannis almost broke his leg last year. He, we, we were lucky he didn't break his leg last year, and he came back even stronger. So my injury concerns, it, my concerns is injuries and hunger. Are they going to be hungry to get back to the finals this time? Because you got Brooklyn getting better, Philly getting better, Miami getting better. If you get back to the NBA finals, you have Golden State and Phoenix. So that's my theme in Milwaukee. I say if I have to guess, I say they get to the conference final and lose either to the Heat or the Nets. That's my guess. I don't think they go back to the finals. I don't see it. If they go back, yeah. I don't I don't question I don't I don't question they uh hunger. You can tell they still hungry. Like Giannis out for blood this year. But injuries the injury thing, you can say that about anybody. Anybody get one bang injury, you know, it's over for anybody. But one sure. thing I can say though, I, I know the championship coming to the Eastern Conference again. No matter I don't think the Phoenix Phoenix Suns or the Warriors can beat any of the top four or five teams in the uh, West. I mean in the East. Unless maybe Miami, maybe, but besides that, I don't, I don't see the Bucks, I don't see the Nets. I don't see the Bulls. Uh, I don't see none. I don't even see the 76ers losing if they make it. Honestly. I think I think the Cavs might get the Suns a run for their money if they made it. <laughs> I do think Cleveland will give us some problems if they get because of their speed and athleticism. Spears be the only thing that would kill them, though, if they it, was to play the Suns. The Spears be the only thing that would kill them. Or anything on that. That's what's going to kill them. Experience going to kill them. Right, right. And speaking of the Warriors... I know many people got them coming out the West, and I think Golden will be a tough out. I don't think they'll come out the West, because here's the thing. Here's my concerns with the Warriors. Curry, he's injury prone. Dre's injury prone. Clay has an Achilles in the ACL. And you have to understand this, too. We don't know how Poole, Wiggins, Wiseman, um, Bielisa, Toscano, Kaminga, we don't know how they're going to look in the playoffs. I understand they have. I understand Steph, Clay, Dre, Iggy, Looney have experience. I understand that, but the guys I just mentioned, they had no real playoff experience. So that's my concern with the Warriors. They are they're they're athletic. They're a great defensive team, especially on the ball. So Anthony, what's going on, man? The Wizards being a sleeper. I, as far as them making the playoffs, maybe, but time will tell. They gotta get to the playing first. Not no Wizards with no Chris Staff, slow Przingis. 
went from a unicorn to a hippo, man. We ain't worried about him. We ain't, nah, we ain't <laughs> Can I tell y'all who I think is coming out of the West? Let me guess, oh. Warriors? Nah. Grizzlies? I think the Grizzlies. I, can, I think they're gonna I knock the Suns it. out in the in the uh, in the semifinals, and the reason why is because I I hate saying it, but if there's one thing I can count on, if there's one thing I can count on in the playoffs, is a Chris Paul injury. That is my concern. That is That's my a concern. guarantee. That's my concern. But we can say same thing for everybody. Who knows? John, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't go with hypotheticals because who knows? John can have an injury in the playoffs. So I'm saying is that I, I get what you're saying, Chef Dan. You have a good point. You have a good point. Chris Paul gets hurt in big games. Like, it's guaranteed. Year, like, it is a guarantee. I can't say guarantee. Like how- who knows? I can't say guarantee, man. It's not guaranteed, man. It's he, got injured. he got injured in the Lakers game. Right? I, do you remember he hobbled himself to the finals? That's a good point. I'll give you that. He, yeah, he got injured in the Lakers game. He came back and then he caught COVID before the finals. It's like as if the basketball gods are saying, hey, Chris Paul, no matter how close you get, we will find a way to stop you. There is almost a guarantee that Chris Paul gets hurt in the finals. They play a lot more physical defense. He mm-hmm. plays that physical defense, and a lot of the times he finds himself in places where he shouldn't be. Why were you trying to undercut Giannis when he was taking a dunk? I remember that. In that the was final. a good point. That was kind of disgusting. I cannot defend that VCP three. I cannot and, defend that. That was and terrible. It's not, and what I'm saying is, like, as much as that could have hurt Giannis, imagine if Giannis has the right momentum and his leg swings the wrong way for Chris Paul. Chris Paul doesn't play game six. Guy. I mean, I, I get what you're saying too, but also John Moran's injury prone too. You gotta consider that John can get hurt too. Like remember, he's athletic though. There could be a game out there he can fight for dunk. The leg goes the other way. Bam, he gets hurt and the Grizzlies are done. I get what you're saying, Dan. Yes, that's my concern with the Suns injuries. But for me, I don't go off hypotheticals with injuries because just because it could happen doesn't mean it will happen. You know what I mean? I just I, assume I understand, everyone's healthy. I, yeah, just, I understand I, that, but John Morant's injury in the playoffs is a hypothetical because we've never seen it. Chris Paul getting injured in the playoffs, that's yeah. a guarantee because I've seen it. Every time Chris Paul is in the playoffs, he gets hurt. I have seen it concern. always. That is my yeah. concern. And then, then if you put it side by side, if the Suns and the Grizzlies played each other and Chris Paul and John Morant got hurt, I would trust more as the Grizzlies as a team because they have played better without their star player and they showed they can still win games without their star the Suns is a total. The Suns is a totally different team without Chris Paul. That is true, and though, I, because that's true. You got, you got another hope thing, too, is you hope on yeah. I, I know. Yeah, I know <laughs> look, those guys they perform great and all. Like the Suns, they've shown now. But it, are they? I believe the uh, Grizzlies are getting uh, Dylan Brooks back before the end of the year, right? Dylan Brooks will help because he can create his own shot and he's a good defender. <laughs> yeah, and he's a great defender. I think when mm-hmm. him. And John Moran are on that court together. They, they <laughs> that team, and, out. yeah, and not only that, but that team all in all Steven is Adams very, very young. Offensive rebounds. Desmond Bank is shooting three. Kyle Anderson, smart, high IQ player. Memphis. I want 
they'll be a tough out. I don't think the Grizzlies will make the NBA Finals, but they they will make it in the era. In the 2020s decade, they will get to a Finals. Trust me. Yeah. I, I would not be shocked. If they would make the Finals this year, wow. Because don't That'd be Taylor, amazing. That'd be amazing. And Taylor Jenkins has done a great job with that team, too, with his making the proper adjustments. So Memphis will be a tough foul. But, Chef Dan, you're saying that you got the Grizzlies going to the NBA Finals as of right now, right? I think so. Who comes out? I know it's early and things could change later in the season. Things might change later in the season. I'm just talking about right now. What do you think comes out the East? I don't know yet. Okay. It's still a toss up to me. Mm-hmm. It's still too there's still too much uncertainty in the East, and that's why I'm True. I'm so engaged in the rest of the season and I'm enjoying every regular season game that's coming down the stretch. Because every game means something. Every game, every one mishap, you can go from being a top four seed in the East into being a playing tournament. One mishap if you're not careful. Or a back stretch of week. Or, or, you know, if you have a bad week, you know, mm-hmm. the way the East is crumbled up there, you just drop immediately. You know, you know, mm-hmm. you got, or well, you have a phenomenal week and a, a, a great stretch like Boston has. And look how quickly they jumped up. We were just mm-hmm. on their heels and they just started galloping up to, mm-hmm. to number six. Right. The other thing, too, is let's say you're having a, just an okay week where you got to, let's say you finish 500, but someone in the standing doesn't finish 500. That could boost your rating right there. Someone else's week will affect yours coming down the stretch. Every night we go to sleep, the standings will change. That's the beautiful part about it. That's that is, and I and and I think that's another reason why they added a play in tournament too, because that also the play in to bring entries in the regular season too. Mm -hmm. What do what do you guys think about the play in tournament? Do you like it? Do you not like it? The play in tournament. I mean, it was, it was cool. It brought excitement back to me. So, so far, I'm I, I, I'm approved of it because it actually brought excitement back. Give us that NCAA type feel when it comes to the games being in and out. You know, so I like it. Mm. Uh, mid tournament though. Don't do no mid season tournament. Mid season, that's stupid. Like, why do a mid season? Hey, why I won the mid season championship for what? That what? Like leave it alone. If you're Adam Silver, leave it alone. I actually, I actually have a reason for you guys to applaud the midseason tournament. Do you guys think the way they award NBA awards is fair right now? I Uh, I don't mind certain awards. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, No, sometimes. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm in between. I mean, but see, this is all right. This is what I'm getting into. Certain guys have certain incentives in their contracts. So let's say they play great, but they don't hit those incentives because someone else in a more popular city is hitting that incentive, getting that contract. They now have an ability to feed their family more. They now have an ability to get a higher caliber of training, a better uh, healing system around them. You know, these funds help these players out, perform better and get a peak performance. That's why, you know, if you can get another form of income for these guys, you know, it builds, it generates revenue. And with that additional revenue, we can help pay out an extra additional, you know, so uh, so forth for someone amount of dollars to the winners. Then that helps out these players. 
And not only that, but if these guys are seeing it as a way to boost their themselves, and not only that, the tournament, because you win in the tournament, it affects the regular season as far as your standing, and it helps you out in that sentiment. It's more competitive basketball in the middle of the season. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you guys. The only time we see competitive basketball in the regular season is in the fourth quarter if the game is relatively close. True. After that, we're kind of dependent on the coaches out there. Some coaches will run certain lineups to maybe try and win a game back, things of that nature. But at the end of the day, certain teams before the season starts, they have an agenda of what they want to do. Now, if through this tournament, let's say you have a young team like the Detroit Pistons this year, right? They wanted them to tank and this, that, whatever. But all Cade Cunningham knows is in the middle of the season when he gets a tournament from being a young guy in that, uh, you know, NCAA system, he plays harder for some reason. He, you know, gets the green light. If that team starts to overperform more than what that's... Uh, you know, than what the uh, front office believed that they could, then that gives more competition to the play-in tournament and to the regular seating. Mm. It's more competitive basketball all around. And not only that, it breeds that, uh, it breeds uh, that inner competition of who wants to be here and who wants to accomplish something. I'm not going to lie, man, but ever since the year 2000 or ever since when, man, I don't know who with the with the enabling of power of, of player movement and player empowerment, you know what's gotten lost in all that? Organizational pride. We're never gonna see rivalries again unless it's between two players. You're never gonna get rivalries against two organizations because they're never competing enough because it doesn't matter to them. Reason being, their star player can leave at any point, and the rivalry is gone. We need to build rivalries again. We need more competition. We need more guys feeling like, hey, they can impose their will. Right. And it doesn't happen every night in a regular season game. Sure. I'm all for more competition. But I mean, I, 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 think I, li I like how you put it for the competition point, but it's like. What what is the real reward that players are getting from the midseason? I, I don't think players would care getting, for this. I don't think they would. I, I would They're rather okay. care. See, Wait, would rather see, see here's, the, here's the funny part. I, I, I'm sorry for cutting you guys off, but no, fine, we man. saw that theory put to the test, and we realized that the players care more about their money because they had a chance Bro, to $1 million. That's one million dollars. No, that's in theory. We don't know how much the prize is actually going to be. It's still being discussed, so it could be more than that. I mean, could, not only, that, really look, not only that. Look, not only that, but that one million dollars doesn't mean anything to a LeBron James. But what does it mean to a Cade Cunningham who really, after his first rookie contract, he's the number one overall pick. He's getting how much? Nine, eight million dollars. He's got to pay his agents. He's got to pay, you know, for the house. He's got to pay his trainers. He's, don't, don't forget, it's the first year he's getting this contract. So mama needs a new house. Mama's mortgage got to get paid. Mama's car <laughs> needs to get paid. Daddy's house got to get paid. Daddy's car got to get paid. The homies around him because he's going to be irresponsible. He's going to pay a little something to the people around him. That million dollars you think may not mean something to you, 
But to those younger players, not making the Dame Lillard type of money, the Paul George type of money. And those are the guys that are not even making the LeBron and KD type of money. It means something to them. I get that, but I I just think that the bigger picture for teams is the NBA championship, the final one. Let me make let me, let me my point, please, Dan. I don't think they'll care for, hey, I won the midseason title. I don't think they'll care. And here's the thing. Not every player is going to want to participate in this tournament to add more stress. There's a reason why we have a play-in now. That, that means you have the whole regular season to build your team, to construct your team well, so you can have a good shot to make the playoffs. So that's what it's a play-in. I don't think a midseason tournament is going to solve all your problems. And I think it's going to turn off some fans. Because it's like, this isn't soccer. This isn't soccer if you're NBA. They don't need a point. Uh, I'm gonna wait for let, let me wait for G Money because I got a perfect. Okay, perfect G Money, go ahead. You're oh, done. I, just, I mean, okay. Kev, go I ahead. I don't want right. that. Here's here's the thing about the midseason tournament. Why is why I think it's a good thing, and you gotta have an open mind. What is the NBA doing currently right now? They have NBA Africa. Am I correct? Right. They want to have a uh, uh, G League. They want to have NBA Euro. Which you see, you you know, they want to do. They the NBA wants to expand himself to have different continents. Um, you know, you see a lot of players from Aust- Australia. You see a lot of players from China. You see, they want to have an NBA league uh, or global. They want to be globalized. You have a you 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 experiment in your home. Um, you're on your with the first the playing tournament. Then you have a mid season tournament. To see how that works, how that interest, how that buzz. Because ultimately, I my opinion, this is going to be an NBA World Tournament. Where you're gonna have your your North American champion go up against NBA Africa in a tournament style, style, and it's gonna be globally, and I think that's where the NBA is gonna head, uh, and I think that's what I think that's what they're doing with these tournaments. Not only that, but the other part in saying this is, I know you say that the the, the Larry O'Brien is the ultimate goal. I agree with you there, but in the beginning of the year, not every team has a chance to get the Larry O'Brien. We have to be realistic. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. So now those teams that don't have that chance, what are they doing for 82 games? And how do you get their fans involved? Because as a whole, what the NBA is thinking about is not just your market. They're thinking about their market as well. And how can we get them more involved? It like I know the Larry O'Brien means a whole lot to those younger players and getting there is a task, but they know they're not getting there in their first year. True. So instead of doing that, why not give them something else to play for? At the yeah. end of the day, it's giving them something else to play for. And they may not they know they're not gonna get the Larry O'Brien. They know that that's reserved for the teams that have, you know, that have paid out of the yin yang for their contracts and they have their they have their team and roster set up in a way that they're going to dominate through the regular season majority of the time without even really trying. And then once they get to the playoffs, that's where their true effort comes in. A lot of the time when the rosters are built in the beginning of the year, you already have a clear cut contenders. And the guys who are trying to get, you know, more uh, picks. The NBA is trying to find right now that middle ground of of teams 
that can possibly get in the playoffs. Their hope is maybe they can get a lucky run, but nine times out of ten, they know their season is going to end right there. Like, those teams are now starting to figure out what we might as well tank. That's why the Pacers, as much as they had that roster that they had, they're like, hey, we want to get younger. We want to tank and we want to go in the lottery. That's not appealing to that market. And there's a market there in Indiana because they're used to perennial, you know, contendership. They've now lost a percentage of that market because they're not competing. It's all about competition. And if you're trying to forego that competition because you already have something in place, then as a corporation, you're not trying to expand yourself. And that's not being the betterment of the corporation. I understand that they're trying to go global, but also within going global, I don't know if you've heard the rumors, they're trying to expand within the states themselves. Seattle is a market that they're trying to exploit right now. Las Vegas is a market that they're trying to exploit right now. But if you bring them into the current system, you know what those teams are going to do? They're just going to try and tank. Las Vegas people don't do not want to come into an arena just to see their home team tank. It's all about the promotion of competition. I know the million dollar prize may not seem as much to you, but to other people, it, it does a whole lot more. I, I think the million dollar prize means a lot to us because we ain't got a million dollars. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, but I just... Look, I if just think it's unnecessary. I, 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 I understand that, but if you have a, a team where they have a bunch of young guys and some of these guys are signed to ten day contracts, and with the G League guys, their contracts are worse than the the uh, you know the rookie or the the two way contracts. They really don't know where their next meal is coming from. A lot of the times, that prize means a lot to them, and so those you know those Lynn sanity moments that come few far in between, those marketable opportunities. Let's try and let's try and you know create more of those with these tournaments. But who's to say people gonna be interested? That's the thing. Not every, not everyone's gonna be interested in this. I mean, I get what you're saying, Dan and yeah. Jedi made some good points. You 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 speaking, SB? Go ahead. No, no. I said I think I think you'll get a more competitive tournament if they had a tournament for teams competing for the number one pick or a higher lottery spot with the teams at the bottom. So it's like like you take teams from the bottom, make them do a tournament for a higher lottery chance or the number one pick. So whoever won a tournament, you guarantee the number one pick. I think that'll be more competitive than the mid-season tournament. <laughs> Pretty much. You could do that probably after you probably could do that after the season or something like that. But yeah, I get what you're saying there. For me, game out. Pretty much. I mean, me, but then what if look, what if they build enough revenue now to where they say, um, they say, all right, they can do a midseason tournament, and now the prize is five million dollars to each player on the winning team, and a five million dollar prize to the coach. I mean, the bench players love it. The bench players love it for sure. But yeah, I, do you think? Don't you think? Uh, uh, don't you think a team? Uh, let's look at some of these middling out teams. I think a team like the Sacramento Kings right now, who are trying to fight for play in tournament but can't really get there, they love that prize right there. Houston Rockets, Jalen Green. You think he wouldn't play for a five an extra five million dollars after he just came off of, came off the G League Ignite team where he for he for went college, decided to go in the G League to get paid to play professional basketball at the end of the day these guys are professionals and they get paid so why not incentivize them with more money 
Yeah, but then, then like, only, but okay, then okay, I get the money part, but how does this help legacy wise? Like, what does how does because like okay, you get the bench players with that, but what about like the star players? Mm-hmm. How does this add to their legacy? Because if not, ain't nobody gonna look and be like, yeah, I'm gonna put you in the top ten because you was like a two time mid season tournament champion, or you know, you let. Like, really, I, I, think I got the perfect. Like yeah, let me let me catch up on you one. Let me. No, I, was about I to think say, the NBA is going into a global, and that's why they're doing a tournament. I mentioned, I, I know you stepped away from what I was saying. They have NBA Africa, NBA China, not to re, you know rehash, and I think they're trying to get a global, like a world, a, a true world champion. And yeah, I think okay. tournament style. I think that I think that's Adam Silver's ultimate end game goal and why he wants to do a midseason tournament. I think he's trying to make it at work. Or it could be a global sketch. Yeah, then sorry for about that. Uh, not only that, but I think I think you have to treat it kind of like I don't know if you're a fan of uh combat sports. Yes, yes, yeah. Treat it like the preliminaries. The stars don't okay. come from the main event. The stars come from showing out in the preliminaries. Okay. So now when they get their chance in the main event, i.e., let's say they get out of the midseason, they go right into the regular season. They let's say they have a bad game and someone trash talks them. This ain't that tournament. This ain't that tournament. Out of nowhere, boom, you get a stretch of hot games for them. Mm. That team propels themselves into the playoffs. They get a hot run. They middle out somewhere in the playoffs. They die down. They go, wow. Well, they built their momentum really in that tournament. Mm. Okay, that's what you're saying. Like a lot of the like a, a lot of this, it, it, it helps momentum. It helps yeah. competition. It helps guys, you know, it helps them with an opportunity to look better as well. Because if they're focusing on the tournament more so than the regular season, let's say they have some regular season games going on, but then the marquee games for the night that's going on on TNT or whatever mm-hmm. is the tournament game because it's going to be an elimination game, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Those players now have a spotlight. Now the marquee game has more of a meaning. It's not just, mm-hmm. oh, that team has a higher market. No, it means something. Okay. I, I see what you mean, but I'm, I'm going to say the same thing about, like, the play-in. Because I, I ain't going to lie. When the play-in first happened, I questioned it, and it ended up being better what it is. So maybe I have to just see it, and then if it actually pops off, then, you know, we'll see how it go. I mean, but in reality, here's the crazy part. We all think the play-in is a success, but if you look at it last year, the playing hit at a 25% rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out of all the games last year, the one game that was worth it in the play-ins was the Lakers versus the Warriors. Yeah. No other game I remember, but that was the one game that mattered in the play-in. Mm-hmm. So it hit at a 25% rate, but we all think it was a success. Right. That's why I kind of I want to give an open mind to this tournament idea. That's the perfect word you mentioned. We have to have an open mind. Open mind, yep, 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 that's a I think so word too. Word. That's a that's a really good per, um, open mind on open that mind. one. Yeah. So who 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 you guys think like legitly? If you had to from the point we have right now, mid season, if you had to do your awards, who you giving your awards to mid season right now? If we had to get the awards, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Man, Coach of the Year. DP DPOY, who y'all got? MVP, because he just we didn't expect them to go. My opinion to go that level, that high, and, and where they're at, John Morant. Mm. You know, because you know you could you could go to the obvious choices that we know, you know, Curry and so forth. But 
He, this is he just we know he was good but he really and the thing is he elevating his whole teammate that's yeah. to me that's an mvp because he also because the same thing as, as last year you know jokic elevated everyone on his team to play better and that's the definition of mvp most he was the most valuable player that elevates and played that helped everyone reach another level of excellence and i think i go with Morant in my opinion it's i I still don't have it yet because you have a reason to kind of not give it to anyone. Here's the crazy part, right? Morant is elevating his team, but you guys remember he was out for a 10-game stretch and they went on a 10-game winning streak. He came back, they started losing some games, and their team, you know, this, that. So there's a reason right there to not give it to him. But then as much as I have a reason to not give it to him, you built the case to give it to him. Joel Embiid. I have a reason to give it to him. That team is performing really, really well. He's putting up phenomenal numbers right now. All-star numbers, MVP-type numbers. But we also remember in the beginning of the season, Joel Embiid wasn't playing too hot. If you remember that game against the Knicks where he kind of ended with zero points, he had a stretch of bad games in the beginning of the season. So it's like I have a reason as much to not give it to him as to give it to him. Funny enough, man, I think this year's MVP is not going to come from a number one seed. No. Okay. I, can I don't see know that. who to give it to, man. I, so I, I got to look at some of get it this year? That's tough. That's crazy. But see, as much as there's a reason to give it to someone in the number one seed, like, all right, look at the Phoenix Suns. Who do you think deserves to be MVP on that team? Chris Paul, easily. No debate. And he's but Chris Paul isn't... But Chris Paul isn't giving like he's is Chris Paul an all star this year? Uh, let me. I got the all star team here. I don't think so. No, 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 he did make it. He did make it. No, he, he did? didn't. Let me see. Let me see. I I, I got the banner. Let me see. Boom, boom. Uh, boom, boom. Where's, it, where's the reserves? Let me find the reserves. Yeah, he is. So then Chris Paul, but. He's not playing. All right, that Chris Paul has a re- yeah, but he's not the scoring punch for them. If anything, like he's sharing some duties with them. As much as I have a reason to give it to Chris Paul, he's he's just as important to the Phoenix Suns as John Morant is to the Grizzlies. But I think if even we could argue that John Morant is more important to the Grizzlies, and they're doing just as well as the Phoenix Suns. You can have an argument for your guy, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, I'm going to say for I me. Like, DeMar DeRozan, I, he has a reason to be MVP. Big time. Yeah, I, for me, the, the race right now is Joel Embiid and DeMar DeRozan because, like you said, the key points of most valuable player, DeMar DeRozan seemed like he's been the most valuable to his team. Injuries or not, he came through. Uh, he even sometimes showed that he's been the better player on the team, and we thought it was going to be Zach's team. I ain't going to – everybody been trying to make me say it's DeMar DeRozan's team. As a Bulls fan, I'm going to say, no, I got to respectfully give it to Zach. Here first, but DeRozan has been the best player on the team, one of the most clutch players in the league, shooting at a high percentage, bringing the mid range game back. And anytime we needed him to show up, he has done. He showed the point of value. But if not, if not him, I go Embiid. To me, is either it's Embiid, Demar, and then I probably go Giannis. Probably, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with that. Here's the crazy part, right? We're not even considering Steph. And he was breaking records this year. That bad month. But at the same time, he had that bad month. So we all like, I I don't know. I don't know if it's a two-man race as much as right now. It might be a four to six-man race. Yeah. Honestly, 
honestly, this is the first time in like a long time where the MVP is really open. Like anybody can take mm-hmm. it at this point right now. There's no clear cut. There's, There's no, no clear cut. cut. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, coach of the year, we could go with that one. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Billy Donovan, man. <laughs> and not because you're on my, not because you're on the network. Is that I seen you know I seen him in, in I I live in Orlando, Florida, and I seen him with the University of Florida. What he's done, yeah. You know, and and then you know he almost he was really close to getting out of the league. Of, you know, he had a couple head coaches stunts, and uh, you know what, you could say that Chicago was his last chance. Uh, as a head NBA head coach, and he's really relished and got that together, stuck with it, and stuck with his, you know, um, uh, it's hard, you know. You could say Monty Williams because he was robbed last season, you know. You know, he's gonna be that narrative, but no, I, I, I think you got to go with Billy Donovan. I, I, reason why I would pick Billy Donovan too I, is Billy Donovan and the, and the coach of the cast because I, did, I was expect, nobody expect the cast. nobody expect that either. Yeah, if yeah. they finish. Yeah. Top four, top if they if they get at least a four or three seed, yeah, he he's getting it because that that'd be shocking. But uh, the reason why I put Billy down because he actually put those guys in this like I don't want you guys to do nothing that you're not good at. Do what you guys are good at, and I put the put you guys in position to win. And then like you said, he exposed Julius Randle last year. People don't even know we exposed the Knicks last year with Larry Market and had the formula to beat the Knicks. And then they took advantage of that in the playoffs. So he's definitely shown a lot of different coaching skills. And then with players being out the lineup, we still winning games. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Billy Donovan. You know, and then also he's playing his young players when he needed to. Once Ayo DeSumo earned his rock, earned his place in the rotation, he kept him there. You know, a la TFT is not going to play you no more. You know, so I know, you know, I'm a bullshit. I know. It took everybody to be hurt for Jimmy Butler to play. And look what Jimmy Butler turned out to be. Oh my gosh! Oh it's true. my god! It's true. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Absolutely it true. is true. Yeah, I love Tibbs yeah. though, but he's too stubborn sometimes. He's too it took, stubborn. It took it took everyone to get hurt um, to but get Quentin Butler, and, and and also he played some, um, Snell. Also, he remembered yeah. Snell is a, he's still around in the NBA. I mean, he's not a, he's not a household name, nothing like I'm about, but he's a good player that's still um, kicking the tires in the NBA because of Tibbs. Not only that, yeah, and if he. But if he had more time to develop and things of that nature, you never really know what these guys could have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how you don't play Grams? I don't understand. How you not playing him, bro? No, he's playing him. He's playing him. The he's one playing that, now, the one, the one that he, he had to wait until everyone got COVID to play Correct. Grimes. Correct. Correct. That's how you spend a first round pick on Cam Reddish and don't play that's the one that's bothering us. Yeah, that's I'm a the big, one that's I'm a big us, Cam yeah. Reddish fan, so I, I I am totally yeah, that's the one that stings. Yeah. Um, look, coach. Look, coach of the year. You guys are talking. I, I agree with you guys. It's got to be Billy Donovan. But like, I gotta say something, man. Like, cause this guy, he, I don't think he has an award yet for it. And I know his team right now isn't doing the best of you know what they could be doing. But this guy has to win it at some point. And that's Quinn Snyder for the Utah Jazz. Like, they are doing, like, they're not the best team right now, but they're fourth in the Western Conference, Mm -hmm. especially after missing Donovan Mitchell for a while. They were missing Rudy Gobert. They're still fourth in the Western Conference. Like, he's a great offensive coach. Great offensive coach. Like, I've seen it. Like, they really, I've seen the statistics. He leads to the most efficient shots for every player he has. Like, whenever they take a shot, 
they literally take the, the the computer data shows that that is the most efficient shot that that player could have taken out of every play he draws up like this guy x's and o's wise he's a great coach man and i know he's not gonna win it this year he mm-hmm. i I got to give it more so to Billy Donovan because of the narrative that surrounded his roster and what he's been able to do. But Quinn Snyder, man, I I just got to put his name out there. Maybe they he wins it for the coaches yeah. association. Even though I think I think he should have got he should have been, you know, what I'm saying got on one, but I think the ship is probably sealed, but you definitely make a good points and good case for him, right. though. And you know what, you know what the problem with with him? Um he becomes furniture. Yep. When you know when you buy your furniture the first time and you're excited, you look at it, and then after <laughs> you come home, it's just sitting there. You know the couch is there. You know he's and you know he's gonna win and be four fifth. And I, like you said, his ship sailed because he becomes uh, that's the yes. furniture analogy away to him. Um, yeah. he deserves. He's a hell of a coach. He's a really good offensive minded coach. I'm Bad market that, where man. they can bring any players in there, but man. He's gonna yep. end up being a Jerry Sloan. Yep, I'm surprised he even got one. I don't think he got one at all. Yeah, he don't got one coach a year yet, do he? That's crazy. He doesn't. I don't think he does, which is why it's like, oh man, ah, come on now. All right, I get it. It's gonna be snow. Sorry, my phone's going off. Yeah, in New York, it's gonna be snow. But um, Chicago, I definitely know about the snow, bro. Hate it, man. It's just I, I, Quinn Snyder, like he's where you at in Orlando somewhere, man. I got yeah, like yeah, that vacation weather, brother. Like he, it's eighty two degrees outside, and I'm here in a podcast, Ooh. but that's okay. I, I wouldn't be anywhere else, but with you guys. <laughs> you don't want to see how cold it is out here right now. I know my sister in law lives in Chicago. She wants us to go visit. No thank you. No thank you. Oh my god. No, oh my god. No, thank you. Oh my, my sister's law class. You come up here, come over. Yeah, maybe when the baby, maybe maybe when the Yankees play the Cubs, I'll go for a new. Yeah. <laughs> you a Yankees fan too? I'm a Yankee fan. Oh look, man, we can get right along, man. I love the Yankees. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. You gotta join us then for the Yankees yes. call along at least. Yankees you know, watch oh, along. Yeah, no, I definitely sub, so I'm definitely gonna be on the. We channel. we we just to definitely let you know about the channel. We got besides the G Money Notorious G Money Hoop Show, we have Return of the Knicks podcast we do the watch alongs and play by play when the game is on for the Knicks you know you know we just have fun with the chat we 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 enjoy it you know and sometimes they hear our misery and our pain while the game is having instant live reaction as well as every week my son and chef Dan here they do a combat sport weekly MMA program they break down preview all the AU all M- combat sports fighting Bellator UFC uh, and they do it each and every week. Um, they they either, they preview and they and they also re- recap the following fights cards. Also, you know, we had we had MMA fighters on. We had uh, Relator fighters. We had a short interview with Bruce Buffer. Um, we with Aaron Aaron Blanchfield. So and we're trying to grow, and and they do phenomenal. If you're a novice to the fighting game, these guys, these young men, they break it down. What to look for, what to see. You know, if, if it's a grappler, is a, is it a striker? What to look for. And always when we always preach about watch the preliminaries. That's yeah. where the stars and the fighters are made. And we had a lot of guys in the chat that are now you MMA enthusiasts. They love it because they break it down what to look for and and then before you invest in the pay-per-view listen to what they got to say and watch the prelims and then if you like it you get into it because if you know fighting mma is not for everyone yeah and they break it down yeah, no, i'm definitely gonna check you guys out and do that i think chef i'll probably make you mad if i tell you who i think to go to mma is so only when i don't even want to say it to you. go for it i mean go ahead go ahead john jones I think he's great. I don't. Like I'm it. not mad at that. Okay, okay. okay. Athletic right, ability, like athletic ability, what he could do in the ring, all of that. He's the greatest. 
Yeah, to he me. He just can't make it to the ring all the time. <laughs> Not his own choice. Not his own choice. If you get him in there, if he, if he actually if you get him in there, if you look, if you lock him in the gym, right, and then yeah. just don't ever, don't ever go near the city of Las Vegas with him. <laughs> <laughs> Until fight night, and then you like take him like a like you know a high you know high profile prisoner, the chains and the mask and all that. You got to drag him to the mm-hmm. ring, and then from there you unleash the beast and get him into the octagon, yeah. and then get him immediately out of Las Vegas. Immediately, he'll I mean, do all right fight, after the fight. It is whatever. But one one thing I know we talk basketball. I want to make an MMA thing. But one thing that coming about John Jones was that he said he used to get blackface drunk right before every fight and so if he ever lost he had the superstition of that like i can blame it on that and he was still kicking people's butt that was that was ridiculous to me you get blackout drunk the morning of your fight every he said he done that to like every fight and yeah that was, like, superstition. right and he win every time that's why that's crazy that's like, what's uh what's next uh rookie of the year who you got look at the year uh evan mobley for me you Yeah, Mobley. I go Mobley. It was Scotty Barnes for a minute, but Mobley took over. So I'm gonna go Mobley. Yeah, I could. Yeah, you could have made a quote, a, a, a good fight on that one. Yeah. What, what do you think, Chef? Then who's your rookie of the year for right now? I, it's got to be Mobley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's unanimous because he, you know, what, what success he's been on that team and contribute a lot, you know, phenomenal and and, and just helping them take that to that, that extra dimension that he brought up. Uh, yeah, I, you can't go wrong with Mobley. True. And speaking of Mobley and Barnes, March sixth in Cleveland, Raptors Cavs on ESPN. March sixth, can't wait for that game. And who knows? I know it's early. Could they see each other come springtime? Come playoff time? I would love to see that Raptors and Cavs in the first round. I would love to see that matchup. Because I would love to see that because Mobley is very versatile. He's athletic, can protect the rim, can rebound. He needs to work on a jump shot, but he'll get better. Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes can ball handle. He can hit the three-pointer. He's very elusive. So I think that Scotty Barnes has had a great year, but I think Evan Mobley's had a better season, but not by much. But I think Evan Mobley has had a very good season. And both teams have been a surprise. Cleveland, yes. Toronto, I've been a surprise. And I know it's early. I would love to see this matchup in the playoffs. Cavs, Raptors, I would love to see that matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, I could, that, that, that'd be a good matchup. That'd be a nice young matchup. That'd be a, a, a shocker one. That'd, that'd, yeah. guarantee, that'd guarantee the Cavs to the second round, the second seed. Pretty much. I mean, the Raptors try to try to get six. If I were Toronto, I'm trying to get out of the plane, try to get the six to see if I were Toronto. The yeah. Cleveland, if they were to get three, we'll get Toronto and Cleveland in the first round. I know it's early and things might very well change, but I would love to see that because you have Toronto who has a bunch of athletic dudes, Cleveland who has a lot of lengthy wings, lengthy center, so and battle of the guards. Darius Garland versus Fred Van Fleet. That would be That'd nice be to nice. see. You have Rondo and Love. Playoff experience. We've been to the finals, won championships. For Toronto, you remember yeah. you had Spicy P, Van Fleet, and Anobi. Guys who've been to the finals, won championship. Mm-hmm. So that would be a nice matchup if we had that. But hey, three-point contest. Who you got? If you look at the chat, you got CJ. 
Ice Tray, Zach Levine. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta no. We we didn't um. We gotta go through our midseason uh uh, uh awards. Midseason defensive okay. player of the year. Midseason defensive player of the year. Man, there's Mikhail Bridges. There's Giannis. Giannis and Tony Kumpo, the great freak again. Sorry, guys. I'm going. I'm going freak too. Freak. I would say my my next person would be uh Triple J. Triple J. Oh, Jaren Jackson. You know what? Yeah, I agree with you on that. I know Bridges has been good on perimeter, um, but yeah, I'm not taking him with Triple J. Triple Time to play the game, Triple J. Triple J and Chef Dan, Chef Dan and Triple J might talk to each other come June. Because he has the young grizzly bears coming out of hibernation in June. Um, what about MVP? Who's your MVP as of right now? Uh, we said all oh, now. We, we said we, yeah. We it's a six. It's a six-man tied race right now. Before the mm -hmm. six-man tied race, you could give your thoughts because we already mentioned it. Yeah. Um, yeah. if I had to choose MVP, it's tough. I'm gonna say Demar yeah. Derozan. I gotta go Demar Derozan. I think Derozan is my MVP. Think about it. eight straight games of, of 35 points per game or more. Can hit the mid-range shot. Athletic. Can finish. And worked on his three-point shot, too. And he's been clutch in the fourth quarter for the Bulls. So, for my MVP is DeMar DeRozan. I did not think the Bulls would be number two in the East. I did not think that. So, for me, DeMar DeRozan. That's my MVP. I think if DeMar DeRozan talked more smack, they would definitely be the uh, uh, MVP already, you know. He just mm -hmm. quiet. He just come on the court, kill you, then go home. You know, that's yeah. it. Put his jersey on. Drop thirty. Take my jersey off. All right, child. See y'all tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Good night. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. He put his hard head on and just walk out the walk out the door. I'd love um, it. I'd love it if Demar Derozan won MVP and shouted out the city of Toronto. Ooh, that'd be nice. And <laughs> I want to throw it out there. Would it be awesome if those two teams met in the playoffs, Raptors and Bulls? Again, I know we don't want to go too far, but I'm just saying potential matchup. The, the, the average 40 that series. I, I'm trying to tell you, he's going to average 40. In the first game back in Toronto, he probably dropped 50 points. He's going to come with a vengeance. I, and, like, I, I, don't, I don't know, like... Praise, praise the mama. But when mama left, I don't know. I think he possessed the mother Rosen or something. Cause man, I don't know. He, he, he like every like. If you you could put, don't you know how they did the video of like Jordan mimicking uh, Kobe mimicking Jordan. They, I think you could do a montage of this season of DeRozan and Kobe sat by side. I guarantee you find more oh. like that. He looked just they, like they Kobe. did the same thing with with um Joel and B. Joel, with mm -hmm. Joel and B. That gave me goosebumps. That one gave me goosebumps. And Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Jordan, and Joel and B. I was watching that man. I was like, and the footwork is 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 close, bro. It's it's yeah. Joel B. Don't he's had a marvelous season too. MVP caliber, athletic. Like I'm not even gonna lie, man. It seems like it seems like. God rest his soul, man. It seems like ever since Kobe passed, man, every season there's someone coming out and they're making their bid for MVP. And now the way they're doing it is through the mid range. It's through the mid range, like and they it's footwork and mid range, and that's what they're doing. I love that because I'm not even gonna, like Julius. Julius wasn't as graceful with the footwork. 
Right. But the level of shot making he was doing last year, <laughs> that was Kobe as he was fading. Dude, he was fading outside of out of bounds, right. going above the backboard and hitting shots. I, when I saw that shot, I said, "Bro, that that's not coming back next year. That's not coming back next year." <laughs> yeah, Jr. Thirty was an assassin mid last year. Mid range, fadeaway, three ball. I remember that one shot against the Sixers. It bounced in the front rim and went in. We lost the game, but it bounced in the front rim and went in. That was the type of season Randall had last year for New York. But Joel Embiid has been stupendous. Athletic freak can defend, clog the paint, work on his three-point shot, can hit the mid-range. He has been absolutely amazing. And don't forget, Philly's not been healthy neither. Because remember, Harris missed some games and B missed some games, and they still only point and a half back from number one. Yeah. Wow. Johnny B, I gotta give it up to him, man. He's just yeah. been absolutely. Who well, y'all got for six man? Six man of the year. Six man of the six year. There's Kevin Love. There's Tyler Hero. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to go. With, I'm, I'm gonna pick Tyler Hero because no, we yeah. ain't give, we ain't give anybody from the Heat any love, man. Tyler Hero, and that's yeah. the crazy. Part, no, we don't want to give them. We don't. Right care. I couldn't care no, for them. But, uh, yeah, I really, I could care less for them. Truthfully, no, 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 I would see, give yeah. them no awards and let them, you know. Yeah, but he's been crushed. Tyler Hero's been crushed too. That's a big shot. Matter of fact, you know what? Just because I don't like them, who's the sixth man off of um, the Suns? For the Suns, it's really more Camry. It's really more Cameron Cam Johnson. Really more Cameron Johnson. Yeah, let him get it. Let him get it. <laughs> let him get it. <laughs> yeah. SB, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm a Knicks fan through and through, man. I don't I don't like him. I like I, I like respect, I respect it though. I like the Suns. <laughs> I don't want to be biased. I gotta go. Tyler Hero, but don't sleep on Kevin Love. Kevin Love has had a great resurgent year with the Cavs. I'm going to say Tyler Hero, but not by much. If Caruso wouldn't have got injured, that would have been a nice pick, too. Man, I wanted yeah, Caruso. Caru oh, oh my man. gosh. Caruso would have been, yeah. Caruso would have made it this year. You don't like Caruso? Oh, my God. All right. He loves Caruso, too. His pick, too. His pick, too. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know what? You know what? Here, he's in Chicago, baby. You know what? You know what? Let's give it to Caruso. I'm trying to give it to anyone but nah, Tyler man, Hero, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, we got to give it to Tyler Hero. Give it to oh, him. man. Or just Kevin Love. Like, give it to him. Like, come on. Look he at said that Kevin action. Love. You know what? Nah. Let's just give it to its rightful owner, Tyler Hero. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not give Kevin Love any more awards. <laughs> I'm good, too, with him. Now, who's yeah. the most improved player this year? Miles Bridges. You know why? Yeah. You got a good argument there. You very good argument. Very good. Uh, uh, you or oh, Kuzman? Kuzma for the Wizards. Kuzma. Mm -hmm. He's had he's had a resurgent year with Washington though. Kuzma's played well. I can see why. Salute May Fourth. I can see. I can see why you can think Kuz because he helps stretch the floor. He's a good ball handler. He's actually been more comfortable since he left the Lakers. If I'm going Miles Bridges. Yeah. I, if, if DeRozan don't give MVP, I give most improved to DeRozan. You know, he, I think he's past that point again. Most improved in the credit, usually give it to a young guy. So you probably got to go Miles Bridges. Work on three point shot, ball handling skills, can go to the rack. You know, you know why he playing that good though? Let me guess, Lamelo Ball. 
No, that contract, his con- it was trying to get paid. That's why. It was on that last year, that contract. It was trying to get that. I think I don't know Chef or BX said, you know, when it's time to get that check, you're going to start you you gonna start seeing career high numbers when it's time to get that check. <laughs> <laughs> when when you're hungry. <laughs> when you hungry, that's when you hit the check. <laughs> I'm gonna ball out. No way. No way. I'm gonna ball out. I'm Wait, gonna give um, you some Yes, said Miles Bridges from Charlotte. Yeah, oh, yeah I think so. Yeah. No one is playing. He's playing really good. Yeah. Unless you get Fred Van Vliet, maybe too. Van Vliet no, too. no. Okay, wait. See, here's the crazy part. He got career highs in every every stat. That's mm-hmm. true. And the Raptors have been a surprise, so yeah. Dude, I was yeah. shocked he made the All-Star team, and I really had to look into it because I wasn't paying attention to the Raptors. I ain't going to lie, and I was like, okay, I see why he's here. Because I was I was shocked that he made it over LaMelo. And then I had to look at him. That's true. Like, That's yeah. true. But, yeah. but, all right, if if John Morant doesn't win it, would he have a case for MIP? But it's only third year, though. Yeah, and then Jaws playing the way we expect him to play. Yeah, we yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And Jaws an MVP conversation. We can see that Jaws an MVP conversation. Because like that's my MVP, by the way. Jaws made on his way to the first team. conversation. Yeah, right. Jaws dropping electric and Jaws athletic can make you go. He can make you. He, he's an awesome finisher. Worked on his jump shot, though. Man, if John Moran could get a consistent jump shot, Derek, he Derrick Rose 2.0 to me. Like, okay, he came in a, better, yeah. a better skill version of Derrick. He came in better skill than Derrick Rose did. Okay, all right. Game. There is someone. Look, if if this Miles Bridges clear cut, I'll agree with you guys. But just another name to throw in there because I feel like this guy, he's been playing off the charts. His name has got to be thrown in there, and that's Bobby Porter's. Yeah, he's played well with the oh, yeah, yeah. I can see well. No, but the, no, no, yeah. the like the efficiency has shot mm-hmm. all the way up. But can, can you the numbers don't reflect man? it because of, huh? Can yeah, you put you Portis could. as a six man of the year. Could. Portis could come out as a six man as uh, yeah as well yeah. because his efficiencies are all star like yes, he's yes, just not true. putting up the numbers. Mm. That's really it. Yes, he has had an impact with the Bucks because he can stretch the floor. Yeah, he he has good impact. Here. Stretch the floor, gritty <laughs> rebounder, gritty uh, gritty defender. He mm-hmm. does all of that, man. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I'm seeing a list. They got Darius Garland for most most improved. You can make a case for Darius Garland. You can make a case yeah. because without him most improving to the level that he's at, you don't get the Cavaliers in the uh, in the um, in the playoffs. Yeah. And Garland especially on- with Colin Sexton out this year. Right, 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 right. And Garland's done get with his IQ. He knows how to find the open man. Did a good job hitting his mid-range shot. He created a shot off the dribble. And Darius Garland's also athletic. to get to the rack, too. He's had a phenomenal year for the surging Cavs. And I can't wait to see some of these teams in the playoffs. I can't wait to see how Cleveland does in the playoffs. can't wait to see what Toronto does if they get there. I can't wait to see what some of these teams do. I can't wait to see what Memphis does there. As soon as they get there, can't wait to see what these teams do in the postseason. What about coach of the year? Who's your coach of the year as of right now? We, uh, we, 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 we mentioned, mentioned it. it. Yeah. We, yeah, we all said Billy Donovan. Probably Billy Donovan. Yeah. For me, JB, JB Beckerstaff. For me, JB Beckerstaff. Yeah. I did not have Cleveland this good. Yeah. I, I said I say him is either him or uh, Billy Donovan for me, too. 
times I just feel good, man. Right, man. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, is that all the awards? Mm-hmm. We, defensive player of the year. The, we did defensive player of the year, six man MVP, MIP. But speaking of more awards, who do you think is going to win the three point contest? We got. We talk all be all star weekend. All star weekend. Can't wait. You got CJ McCollum, Ice Trey, Zach Levine, Edmund Bean, Big Cat, Fred Van Fleet. Luke Kennard and little Patty 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 Mills. Who wins the three point contest in your opinion? I'm gonna keep it real. I think the last two is gonna be Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain, and I don't know between those two who's gonna win. Yeah, Chef Dan, but we and you are in sync. <laughs> yeah, it's just yo, those two like if look like it might like maybe this guy might surprise us. Is Patty Mills, but after that, I really ain't got a hope for the rest of these guys. You, you can tell we work, we go together too much because we, we got almost the same picks. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm going to stay concentrating Trey Young, Van Fleet, and Levine. For me, if I had to choose, good grief, I'm going with Ice Trey. I'm going Trey Young. I think it's going to show out in this three point contest. You know, you like his hair, dude. <laughs> Usually, I'm trying to wait. No problem, no problem. Go ahead, go ahead, man. But I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised to see him. It's just here. look, see, with, with look, man, with Desmond Bain, I think y'all I sleeping know. on Desmond Bain, man. That's, that that's form, my that's is, my pick. That's my that pick. That form is, yo, that form is too clean, and I'm not even gonna lie, man. Like. Okay, Luke Kennard is just—he fits the stereotype. Nard, I'm sorry, and that's just, I'm just gonna say that, and that's it. And he speaking fits of Luke, the stereotype, all right, let, let us no. be go real quick. Let us be go real quick. I'm telling you, yeah, usually, look, it's always easy to pick the guys that you know are great three-point shooters, unless it's like Steph and Clay. They usually don't show up doing the same. Right, so right. we're going to see history made. First player ever to win the dunk contest and the three-point contest after Zach Levine winning. I'm marking it down right now. I just see it though. You Homer. You got a round with the boys. You got plenty to pull glasses on. It's okay. We see a red today, baby. And by the way, in my son's room, he, we have the we have the dunk from Aaron Gordon, who should have won the dunk contest. By he should have won. He got robbed two years ago. He got robbed. Yeah, he got he got robbed twice. The first was Zach Levine. That was like that's the greatest dunk contest I ever seen in my life. That was that was very mm-hmm. good. That was that awesome. Was, he, he just got out dunk. He ran out of dunk. That's it. G money, who, who do you you said Wait, Ice Zach Trey? Levine's in the dunk contest. Ice gonna win. I no, no, I just no, 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 won it before. Yeah, yeah. won it before. Yeah. Oh, but um, yeah. I was. Nah, I'm sorry, because I just remember Obi getting robbed last year. By How do you up? air kiss the rim? And that's a. Uh, like I it was because of Kenny Smith and his stupid narrative. I, 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 I watched it, I watched it yeah. this morning again, and I'm really like, okay. Obi might win the Don contest this time. I think Obi's gonna win it. I just think Obi's gonna win the Don contest. I just feel it. He's gonna come out revenges and anger and fire in his eyes. Hey, I know we suck this year, but hey, I'm gonna show out in in the Ohio. And I'm gonna do slams, whams, jams, Listen. and monster matches. Obi Toppin's gonna win the slam dunk contest. I'm gonna give a little bit of sneak in a little sneak preview. I had a little email conversation with Mr. Obi Toppin. Okay. I'll text I said, Obi, mm-hmm. use the force tonight. 
You need to use the Jedi Force. You need to come out in your Jedi robe with this lifesaver and just be one with the Force and win that slam dunk contest. Have your dad dress up in a Chewbacca outfit or something with the ball up in the air and you dunk it and you say, may the Snake be with you. May the Knicks be with you. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It is over. So if, if, you I, see Obi, if you see Obi Toppin come on. This, <laughs> not this year. Don't let the Knicks be with you this year. <laughs> no, no. You, you, you end up like us drinking. <laughs> if I were Obi, here's what you can do, right? You can wear the Jedi. You know, you can wear the Jedi clo- cloth. We wear the Jedi cloth for my man G- Jet, uh, BX. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fly to the rack. May the Knicks be with all of he, you guys. What he's going to do is going to come out with a Jedi robe mm-hmm. over his head, you know, not showing it, and he's going to come in, and then he's going to with some, and then he's going to remove this robe with his uniform, and he's going to go dunk. Dress that's exactly what, that's, what, that's what I told him to do. And you're going to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Toppin. Yeah. Obi-Wan Toppin. Take me flight. Right. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Toppin taking flight with no regard for human life. Man. Let me yeah. ask you this before we, we wrap up. We have about two hours. We should think we'll be wrapping up shortly. The All Star Game weekend festivities and all that. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. All right. Will there be a head coach firing during the All Star weekend? No, I don't see it. Mm-mm. No, I just don't see any coach being fired. I think every coach. I think teams are going to ride out their coaches. Until the end of the season. If anything, some coaches might be fired at the all-star, excuse me, at the all-season, but I don't see a coach being fired at the all-star break. I doubt it. No. Okay. Okay. What, what do you guys think? You think you got, what do you guys think? You think any coach gets fired during the break? If you have to guess. No, because I see I think um Detroit Gwen Casey is fun, is safe. Yeah. Remember um Orlando just just installed their head coach there this season. Um, really, there's no in the bottom feeders. There's really not many that under underachieving teams. The only underachieving team, if you really look about it, was Sacramento with Allen Dentry, yeah. but he's an interim. He's an interim for for Luke Walton, so they'll let him finish out. And Tom Thibodeau, I don't think you embarrassed that man. One more team you're forgetting that is underperforming currently, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers. Frank and there Vogel. Have been plenty, there's been a lot of rumors about Frank Vogel and his job security. He's gone after the season. So after the season, he's gone. After the season, he may be gone, but at the All-Star break, I think they're going to let him ride it out. Okay. Yeah, they'll let him ride out. Because the other thing, too, is like... Like, how do you give those fans a vote of confidence saying... We fired him, and we're going to promote Dave Fisdale as the head coach for the rest of the season. And they're looking at him like, this guy that just came off of losing with the Knicks? Angry. Well, you know his press conference is going to say, we're going to get you right, Westbrook. We're going to get you right. We're going to get you right, Westbrook. We're going to get get you right. right. And then after the season, hey, sorry, homie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, and, and and when Westbrook hears that, you know we, we all know my uh, Westbrook is gonna is you know he's gonna he's still shooting jumpers. He's working hard during the he's working hard during the All Star break right now, but yeah. he's he's trying to get ready because he knows he's gonna opt into that player option. That's what oh, that's yeah. what. <laughs> Everyone seems to forget about is that player option. 
he goes and, nowhere. He's yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the Lakers, no one's talking about this. AD hurting his ankle against the Jazz. How, that Laker team, man, they're just a walking hospital bed. Where do you see the Lakers ending up? I say they make the playoffs but go home first round. What do you guys think? Well, at least Anthony Davis is going to have his uniform, street clothes. Yeah, street clothes, <laughs> eating Pop-Tarts. Hey, yo won't have me for a month. I'll be just be watching um, Men in Black. Have fun, guys. I'll be back in April, maybe. I don't know. I don't. Truth be told, man, I don't know if um, I don't know if they make it out of the play-in. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't think they'll? You don't think they'll win the play-in? That's a hot take right there. That's a chef special hot take. Wait, who, who would they play in the play-in? I'm trying to Clippers. Think. They'll be playing the Blazers. I think they'll beat Portland, and then they play either the T Wolves or the Clippers in the play-in. I don't know. If Simon's they looking play. like James Lillard Jr. I don't know. If the, exactly. if the season were to end, if the season were to end today, if the season if were to, end, season today, were to would... end today, they would be playing the Portland Trail Blazers for a chance to play the winner between the Timberwolves and the Clippers. Now, who do you think like is a better matchup for the Lakers between the Clippers and the Timberwolves? The Honestly, to me, Clippers. neither team is a better matchup for them. <laughs> because love- number one, I don't think they're gonna have Anthony Davis in that line. Like, he's not gonna make it. I know, no, I this think- like I, Anthony I, Davis right now, man, he is getting hurt back to back to back to back. It is looking yeah. bad and worse. I, I get that. I made some good points there. But here's why I think they could beat the Clippers. It took a Reggie Jackson layup for them to barely beat the Lakers last meeting. With no LeBron. Yes, with no LeBron. We don't know when Kawhi is going to come back, if he even comes back, which I don't think he will. Paul George, he has a front, remember, he has a UCL injury. We don't know when he's coming back. I, I don't know, man. I think the Clippers are going to get tired because when you try to make all these comebacks, because if you watch every Clipper game, sometimes they dig themselves holes early. I have to keep coming back, coming back, coming back, coming back. That's they're gonna get tired though. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. you have to understand this. It's technically, I know it's Crypto.com Arena, which is a stupid name from an arena. This is just, just left to the stable Dogs, baby, money. Crypto.com baby. Arena. That's oh, one of the dumbest things for an arena. Money, money talk, bro. Crypto.com. His president had enough money to say, I want that. The Staples Center. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it the Staples Center. So the Staples Center is taking a Laker arena, and I think that's going to factor in against the Clippers. Like, let's go, Lakers. Let me ask you let's this, Jimmy. Let's go, Lakers. That, that game was how long ago? That last second um, between Clippers and Los Angeles. How long have they played? Uh, I think that was a few weeks ago. Let, let me check. A couple you days see, ago? A week ago? I, a few yeah. weeks was it pre, ago. post, or or pre, or pre trade deadline? It was pre trade deadline. Pre trade deadline. Reggie okay. Jackson made a crazy layup so that, over so... Red over Russell Westbrook. It was February third. Mm-hmm. All right, February third. That was a TNT game, and AD rimmed out a runner All that right. is rimmed out. If he makes that, it's a different game. I just no. think if I were the Lakers, I don't want to play the Timberwolves because the Wolves are athletic. They're young, and they more than likely had to fly to Minnesota. The Wolves only yeah. lost one home game this 2022. No, I was just trying to make to a point with the Clippers was that they got these Robin Covington. They had they, they ended up getting a trade, the trades, and got more reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And if that game happened, that's why I asked you it was post or pre. If it was 
after was, the trade deadline, free, I, I think deadline, Cle- the Clippers got better. And they, you tell them that they'll, and they're gonna have time to gel and they play this Laker team who's we already know on paper how to scout them, how to play against them. I, I like to advantage Clippers. Yeah. But the Norman Powell too, is, too, don't forget. Norman Powell the other, too. The other thing too is what we're forgetting is I know we guys are saying that, you know, the Clippers are a better matchup for the Lakers. Are they gonna face the Clippers or are they gonna face the Timberwolves? The Timberwolves because I think the, the Timberwolves, I, I, if anything, I think the I think the Clippers can beat out the Timberwolves and take their seventh spot. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to play the Timberwolves off the Lakers, but I think they I think they beating the Clippers easily because at the end of the day, when it comes to playoff basketball, star power matters more than anything. Right, and you're gonna miss Kawhi and PG. You're gonna miss Kawhi and PG if you're the Clippers, and also if you're the Lakers, you do not want to go to Minnesota. Don't forget, the Wolves are a good home team in the yeah. 2022. You don't want to go to Minnesota in the Target Center. And Pat Bev is a bloodhound on defense. Russell, he'll play inspired against the Lakers. Because remember, they traded him. He can pass. He can shoot. And Big Cat sometimes replace AD. is barbecue, jumbo line chicken replace AD sometimes. So if I were the Lakers, you do not want to play the T-Wolves. I believe they can beat the Clippers because if the game is close, I trust LeBron and AD in close games more than Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I would play, actually love to see that the Timberwolves play the Lakers because Pat Bev and Russ and they, they're right where they fun, have. That will be fun, man. And it's a single elimination game, man. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. And the last time mm-hmm. I saw Cat versus the Lakers, man, Ate him he, alive. Wasn't, he wasn't a cat. Mm-hmm. That man was a tiger. <laughs> he was a lion. That man was Bro. a tiger. He was a lion. Bro, a saber tooth. He was a saber tooth. He was a timber wolf. He was a big howling wolf. Yeah, and don't from Anthony Edwards. We can't forget about him. He'll play big in that one elimination that, game. That's too. an X factor right there. That's yeah. you make it right there. That's yeah. the X factor of the whole series. I had to openly admit because when um when Anthony Davis first came out, you know, there was like questioning his motor. And mm-hmm. then I found out videos he's trying to be a rapper, which he wasn't that good at it. But I was questioning. I was like, man, how I was like, I was questioning at the other, but he proved me completely wrong. That man. He's he's gonna be a, a real force and a, a star in the league in the future to come, man. Anthony Edwards, man, he's Edwards, a beast. Edwards, Edwards is a beast, okay. bro. He's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. Worked on no. three point shots. I, I doubted him. Really? I doubted him. Uh, but he's a beast. No, this year he's been having a great, phenomenal season for the yeah. for that Timberwolves team. Phenomenal. I, phenomenal I, I want to see the Wolves in the playoffs. I want them to get yeah. to the playoffs. Though, no, they'll make want, it. They'll I think it. they'll make it though. I think they'll make it because yeah, here's I think the thing. Eliminate, that's a different story. Right, right. True. And they have a good coach. Chris Finch has done a good job with that roster. Also, I love their their young guns. You have Vanderbilt, McDaniels that can shoot the three. They got Beasley that can hit the three ball. The Wolves are a very tough young team that that's playing good defense, that's learned how to execute. My only thing with the Wolves is consistency. But if Minnesota can stay healthy, if you're Phoenix, if you're Golden State, you want to be careful with that team. You do not want to go to Minnesota for a playoff game because that 
they're gonna be a tough out, man. The, the, yeah. the Wolves will be a tough out. It'll be a very tough out. It depends on like what's going on with Wiseman and Draymond if they're gonna be ready for the playoffs. But I think experience gonna kill kill the T Wolves if they play that experience factor gonna be a big a big deal because you got Steph, mm-hmm. you got Clay who's coming back and he's getting in the form. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Wiggins who's playing like an All Star. Draymond if he's gonna be there that that versatility that versatility that Draymond's gonna bring. I'm not saying that. It ain't impossible for them to beat the Warriors, but I just think like that championship mm-hmm. experience right. of being in tough situations where well, like I, think, I can see I them coming. I can see them coming. Seth, like they, uh, even if they split or go two, I can see them coming in Game Three and winning in Minnesota, even if That's they hard because they know what what it takes to win a playoff game. The, that that is true. Has James Wiseman played at all this year? Nope. No games this year. He's been out because he had the meniscus injury last year. He hasn't played this year. I think the Warriors would beat the Wolves due to their shooting, their good defense, because Warriors are a great defensive team themselves. We have to remember that. And experience. But here's the thing that can help Minnesota, too. The rest of the Warriors' young supporting cast, they don't have enough experience neither. We don't yeah. know what Poole, we don't know what Wiggins, we don't know what Wiseman, um, Lee are going to look in the playoffs, Kaminga. I got the Warriors due to their backcourt and good defense, but I think it can go six games. That might be a six-game series there. No, it will be, yeah, respectfully. Respectfully, respectfully six games. There'll be a lot of hard-nosed games. And what can help Minnesota if you're Pat Beth, do not try to hurt somebody. Don't try to bang it to Steph's knees. Don't do that, man. He might try to do that. He might try to do that. Chicago kid. He might try to do that. When he's or SB, could you please tell him about Pat Bev and who he is and what he does and yeah. how he came up? Oh uh, yeah, no, nah, but the crazy part about this, y'all wouldn't even y'all wouldn't even believe it. But when Pat Bev was here in Chicago playing in high school and all that, he led the nation in scoring. I know, I bro. know. <laughs> That's crazy. You would be like, bro, but he, he like can he score two points in the league, but he was dropping forty in high school and, and he was a bucket in college. Like so, yeah. Will it be comical if he did that against Golden State? I'll be comical. Yeah. Now, the skill is always there, man. It's just sometimes it doesn't translate to to the professional league. But if he gets a hot streak, man, anything can happen. Who knows? Especially in these high-pressure games. Right. And he's going to try to hurt somebody. He's going to try to hurt somebody. He might put his foot under Clay's ankle. Clay's about to shoot. Let me try to stick my foot under his ankle a little bit. Right. Twist it a little bit. He's off this the rest play, of this, these players he are gonna purposely be. do it, but he's just playing hard. That's, that's why I don't that's, play. that's just that's second nature. It's like second nature. He's just gonna yeah. be there. You know, it's like when, when when we had Oakley. You knew that when Oakley, when anyone come down the paint, they're gonna get that themselves knock on their rear end because that's how that's Oakley the play. nature. That's the nature of how they play because they want to win. We appreciate yeah, those exactly. type of players. Those are the players that you appreciate, especially yeah. when they're gone. You know, like I'm pretty sure you guys appreciate what Joe Noah used to do for you guys. All that, yeah, hustle, yeah, I love balls. Oh, you know, all that that kind of player. That heart of a lion. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Joe Noah famous quote. Whoever want to go on vacation to Cleveland, now everybody's in Cleveland right now for the All Star game of vacation stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's a crazy it, world. And who knows? You might even go back to Ohio, back to the queue in the playoffs. Who knows? That's me. You guys might go back to the queue in Cleveland, yeah. not called Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse yeah. in Cleveland for the playoffs. Who knows? I'm, I'm not going to deny it. Cleveland scares me a little bit against my Chicago Bulls only because of the size they have. Everything else, I think we got the beat, we got the experience, we got better players, but that right. size scares me with that team because that's one problem that we we run into. I love the move that we got of Tristan Thompson, 
I, 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 and I love that we didn't trade nobody just to fulfill right. something that we needed. We, we we fulfilled what we needed. With we, I would prefer to have a big who can rebound and shoot threes, but look, I'll take somebody who can defend the paint, great rim protection and rebound over anything. Tristan Thompson's going to help too. Because and he like got championship experience. Right, great points. Good rebounder, can get your offensive boards, can do the pick and roll with Lonzo when he comes back. Mm-hmm. And he can get you some good offense, good offensive possessions for you guys to run. For you guys to run and create your own, sh- you, you get what I'm saying. For you guys to have more possessions, so I think Tristan Thompson will help in the playoffs with the Bulls. But seriously, SP, you think the Bulls play on ABC in June for the for the championship crown? That is just saying they're going to the NBA Finals, literally. Yeah, I, I, I honestly believe that. Not even as like just just because I'm a fan of the team, because the East is so open. I feel like I'm more scared of what now now with the Nets getting Ben Simmons. They, that kind of that, sure that, that, that kind of changed like the game. But, uh, They'll be stuck I, in a play tournament, SP. Brooklyn huh? and New York. Whoa. Brooklyn and New York in a, in a, in a play tournament. We'll knock them out for you guys. I hope so. I hope so. I'm being delusional, but what, I hey. But no, I, think the, I think the Bulls Nah, have, man. Have one game. You don't want to bet just Kevin Durant. One game. KD. Ky- Robert the Kyrie comes back. Think about that. They can I'm be just a- hoping. I'm just hoping Durant's toenails are long this time. Right. He might cut it off this time. Katie might cut it off. He's going to cut his whole toe off this time. He's going to make it. He's going to himself just to get the shot. Yeah. And, and, that, and it's crazy to me, though. Like, like that one shot, we'd be talking a whole different story right now. Now Giannis is the best player in the league. He got a championship now. Because the Suns, they had a ring, man. They had a ring. The Suns Suns not beating the Nets. I don't care. No, 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 no. The Nets were hurt. The Nets were hurt. Remember, look, look, see, look, 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 look at you, look, no, on no, the no, no, on the look at you praying on the week and you praying on hypotheticals. Let's not no, do that. No, now. no, 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 we don't got time for that. I still have the next winner. You know what? You know what they say? You know what they say? If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Yeah, yeah. But SP, my point I'm trying to say is, I get that. I'm just, if the Nets are healthy, we're not having an argument. They win the championship last year. The Nets are healthy. I'm just saying that we have to consider this, though. Let's say Durant's three ball. If he Michael Jackson moonwalks behind the three-point line and they win the game, remember, Kyrie was still out at that time. He had an ankle injury. Harden, he still had that hamstring. We don't know if they're going to be healthy by the finals. That's my concern. If the Nets are healthy, they win the championship. But if they're banged up, I think the Suns could take them. If the Nets will hurt. That that's just me. So KD that, that, playing as the best player in the league at that time. I think KD would beat him by himself, honestly. Hey, why with a blindfold? Because if it wasn't fifth, we'd all, we'd all be, be drunk. drunk. So but yeah, we have man. A freak freak. Oh, so I'm actually happy that Giannis. Giannis is, uh, I'm glad, I'm yeah. I'm not even going to lie. At the end of the day, looking at the person he is, puts in the work, dedicates himself to basketball. He's not, you know, out here partying too much. Like, he's... Ex- like, he he carrying the mantle. Serious. He's like, serious. he's really carrying the mantle that LeBron left behind. Is If you're going to be the best player in this league, don't make yourself look crazy. Don't make the league look crazy. Just stick to doing you and let the accolades come through. Boy. Yeah. Right, right. And then right. with Giannis too, because uh, you know usually when the team win a championship, that's what the league moves forward towards. So now with the Bucks winning with and the super team losing, because they're showing that mm-hmm. like you can get all the stars you want, but if you gut your roster and one of them get hurt, you're gonna be SOL. So 
I think like teams probably will go back to maybe a dynamic duo way, maybe mm-hmm. or one superstar because you know, or get like one superstar and get two nice solid star players like a Middleton and a Drew Holiday and just get the job done. I was happy for them too. And don't forget, getting PJ Tucker too was big too. Yeah, that was hard those defense. And can hit the corner three. You also had Bobby Portis who hit some big shots, played some good D. And don't sleep on Brooke Lopez. Remember, Brooke Lopez was huge in that Hawks series. Subscribe to my man SB Sports Talk. Subscribe to him. Salute, salute, salute. I appreciate it. And I think they're gonna miss PJ Tucker this uh, this playoff round too, because PJ Tucker was the difference maker. He was a bloodhound on defense. Yeah, he was a difference maker in the Nets. Uh, He was the reason why they were able to come out of the Nets. uh, um, Mm -hmm. A matchup. Still getting his thirty, but he had. He was yeah, but it it was yeah. He had Mm -hmm. the work for it. And will it be comical if PJ Tucker? goes off against his former team in the playoffs. I can see it. I can see it. He could. Because don't get me wrong, we we just seen Jimmy Butler cook Giannis before. That's true, though. And Jimmy Butler, if they play the Heat, right, Miami's going to be – I don't want to play Miami in the playoffs. That team, man, they could be a tough out. Eric Spolstra, great coach, not to make the proper adjustments. You got Jimmy Butler can hit the big shot. Hard nosed defensive player can hit the three, can create his own shot. Athletic freak. Kyle Lowry, Bloodhound on D, can dish the rock. Championship experience. Bam out of bio. Underrated passer as a big. Can hit the mid range. Athletic freak can rebound. Tyler Hero. Sometimes he can be a superhero in the playoffs. Can hit some big shots. <laughs> He, he struggled last year, but a year before 2020, he was awesome. And Duncan Robinson, when he can get hot and can light up the fuse, good night. He can really light up the fuse. And don't sleep on this also Max Struess hit the three. Uh, you also have Marquise Morris championship experience for the Heat. Mm-hmm. Miami's gonna be a tough out. Don't be surprised if the Miami Heat are playing for the NBA crown in June. Don't be surprised. Yep. Um, final thoughts or before we wrap we say goodbye to the T-Money Hoops program this afternoon thank you for all the viewers and subscribers we're at over almost close to 2,000 viewers um, over close to 100 plus likes thank you guys mm-hmm. please like and share also like, like T-Money said head out to SB Sports Talks channel we appreciate mm-hmm. you guys we will definitely support and share his content on ours uh, despite being different teams but you know we had great conversation here and hopefully it's a great start of a, of a good uh, professional working relationship with, with oh, yeah, for sure, SB. Guys. I, I, I enjoy the conversation because we were talking basketball just mm-hmm. like you know no no and, and it was really good um, I really always welcome not just on G Money's program but on anywhere anytime on our network mm-hmm. any any content any sport, man, you just give the bat signal and we got you, man. We I, got, I appreciate it, man. I do the same for me on my end, man. I definitely and I'm definitely gonna support and come through anytime I um see you guys on, man. Like sharing everything, man. So I appreciate yeah, my final thoughts. I love the program, man. You guys doing your thing, man. So as I said, yeah. hey, you got you guys do your thing because I like I'm literally sitting at work and I just clicked like what's on my live feed and then I was like, man, y'all popped up my algorithm. So y'all y'all doing y'all doing a good thing, man. Awesome. Great, great, you know great. what? In, in in your name in your city, during the week I'm gonna have a Giordano's. Go get a Giordano's here in Florida, deep mm. dish, and and mm-hmm. I, and I, in your name I'll be having a deep dish. And who knows, man? And SB, if you want to in the future, you and I and maybe De- Chef Dan could commentate some games. In the oh future. yeah, you know I'm there. You know I do it all the time. 
Yeah, I'm with it. Almost definitely. Yeah, sometimes I try to like when I was doing it now because I'm gonna do it different like this go around. Like I was doing like the gang commentary, but like usually like G Money been on my uh my channel before. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like a war. Uh, it'd be like a war zone. I had like 10, 12 people. So now I might I might like calm it down like a little bit and then get it better. Cause I I liked it. You know what I'm saying at first, mm -hmm. but it was like all right, if I'm doing a game, you know we can't pay attention to the game. What's going on? If everybody going war war, right right. Say LeBron something, Jordan something. Hey, right. we ain't talk about the game anymore. LeBron and Jordan the big. Then it's right. I love right. the base though. I love I love the like the base though. Right. But there's, right. A, there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. yeah there's yes, time and a place. And I, and I also want us to talk about what's going on in the game. So we want the fans to be interested too. Talk about hey, this is what's going on in the games. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait someday we all can commentate games on, on either the Bulls oh, or the, the Bulls Knicks. Knicks. Oh, I'll pull it up. Oh, oh definitely. I think we have one more game left, don't we? Oh, we yeah, Mark. Oh, I, 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 I will be here. Oh, oh definitely. Here. We have one more, one more. I know we sucked this time around, but we played your guys hard when the season yeah. was mattering. But, yeah, but you know I what? Mean, but you know what? We ain't gonna abandon our team, man. We're, I'm gonna still get, tell you like we'll this, still ride you hard, man. I'm gonna tell you like this. The young boy Rowan Barrett. I'm telling you, the young boy Rowan Barrett Jr. is gonna be in the building. He back from Tibbs, almost ending his career with the ankle injury. I'm so Dang it, Tibbs gonna say, "Give him a shot in his leg. Get out there." That's how Tibbs. Oh man, yeah, that's the best. And also, SB, my youngest fun sons at the Valley against your Bulls soon, man. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be here. We gonna beat y'all too. Nah, on. man, we're gonna shine bright. We're gonna, be, we're gonna shine bright. We might be, we might be and cheering for SB that night. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And who knows? You never yeah. know. On that day, who knows? Maybe we might even oh. be on yeah, channel. Well, we I'm, might come to the game together. Who knows? Yeah, so, I might yeah. call that game myself. Double D takes the rocks. Yeah. Three pointer. Boom. Shocking like a. <laughs> or D book, put oh, it up for the win. Shot the locker. With that, with that, that man, I'll, I'll definitely be, I'll definitely be watching uh Power Force because now it's in, based on Chicago. So I'll definitely be yeah. looking to see when, because I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully in the summer I go visit uh, Chicago with my sister. My wife wants to see her sister up there. We might take a trip out there and go get go up there. Just don't come out here now. It, it ain't work. No, 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 no. The weather fights you out here. It's, no, it's, no, no, no. Weather fights you out here, man. Listen. It, it turns 55 here and I'm in layers. <laughs> I'll be I'll be outside of shorts if it's 55. No man, we free. We've been like, no, I gotta wear in layers. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. too cold, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know but, cold. No, it's man. No, no, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't. I definitely you know I, I lived it, born and raised in New York. Uh, and I've been 16 years away, 17 years away, but I don't no, thank you. I've been there, done that. I'm trying to get like you. I'm trying to get out of here. Been there, done that. Enough. Enough. Well, you, you, there's places you can go. You can go to South Beach. You can go to Hollywood. You can go to... Come to the now, desert. Now, I'm, come I'm to like, the desert. It's, I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't mad Arizona, but I'm like BX because like I got kids now, so it's like I don't want to go to Miami. I go to like Atlanta where it's family oriented. If I want to go, too, well, I could drive to Miami, but I can't. I can't just live there. That's like exactly. That. It's only three hours away. Miami. Yeah, Miami's only three hours go, away. Take a little trip to South yeah. Beach. We do my thing. And Atlanta's only Atlanta's only four and a half. So is you like in between Atlanta and Miami? Either way, you want to go north. Atlanta, or if you want to go south to South yeah. Beach, I know it'd be good in Orlando with the because uh, do you have any kids yet? 
Yeah, my my but my my kids are already twenty five and twenty. Oh, you good? You passed that. Yeah, yeah I've been I've been through that. Thing. But 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 when I moved when I moved to Florida to Orlando, it was for that reason too, for mm-hmm. the better you know just just grow up in a home and a house outside, be able to play. You know you know there's nothing wrong because I don't like I always say I don't don't um you know my childhood is my childhood and I wouldn't give it up. I would love you know I went through my experience in the South Bronx and the South Bronx was. You know, crack, you know, and and abandoned buildings, and it was terrible. But it, that was, but I, I wouldn't change it for my my experience as a childhood in the Bronx. I wouldn't change it. Thank you, yeah. It made me who I am. You know, so. Yeah. But you make you more of a man by not putting your kids through the same experience. Exactly, exactly. That's what we a parent. That's what we want. Better, we want to better our, our generations. Not my, mm-hmm. just, not just my children, but my grandchildren, and so forth, yeah. and leave that yeah. legacy. And, yep. and and that's why I said, you know what? I'm gonna move them to to Florida, better school system. And they're you know good men. You know they drive. They had they were driving at 16. You know things. You mm-hmm. know me myself. You know until mm-hmm. I got older, I, you know I couldn't have that. So now they have things that I don't have due to where the where I live. You know, yep. you know be able to opportunities and good schools, good colleges. I'm like 10 minutes away from the University of Central Florida. You know it, it, it's there's a lot of great opportunities. And like I you know. And let's see what they does up to them to make their legacy. I put it in a better platform. I made I gave them a better canvas, so they got to draw their picture better. If there's any place you guys want to go someday, what place you want guys want to go someday? Just in general to visit. It doesn't have to be number one. Just be anywhere. Uh, L.A. I want to go to L.A. I never been to L.A. I want to go to L.A. All right. Hollywood. Have fun. To have fun. City of Angels. Don't yeah, don't be, don't be with women too much, man. <laughs> So, all right, G Money. So you any any other you're gonna give you the last minute um again, SB. I appreciate meeting you. Yeah, appreciate so you. Me me, thank I you so much for having you for coming on, giving us your time. Uh, like I said, we value something that we never could get is time. And we evaluate mm-hmm. allowing us to to participate with you and be part and sharing time with you to us. I appreciate it. It mm-hmm. wasn't I really value it and I thank you again, Chef Dan. Thank I mean, thank you, Chef Dan. G Money, give us our call and close it out. This is your program. Right. Go for it, my main man. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming on this awesome, amazing show. Thank you, Jedi, Dan, SB. You can come again, SB. Come anytime, man. I got Absolutely. you. It, it was amazing. Enjoy the All-Star weekend. Come on, OB. Use the force, man. Use the force. <laughs> We've been trashed this year. Use the force, OB. As far as and hey, an I and I stray. I know Nick fans hate you. I like you, Trey. I know Nick fans hate you. But go out there and splash it, man. Go out there, spread your wings and fly. Go out there, splash it, man. And also, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you, everyone, for. Subscribe to my man SB Talk Sports. Subscribe to BS Sports Jedi, and it'll be fun. All Star Team Durant versus Team LeBron. I I got Team LeBron in that. It'll be fun. So with that, have fun. Join Saturday. Enjoy the three point contest. Enjoy the vicious slams. And see you later, Cool Cats. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>